Yeah, for me, for me, a spoiler is like dies at the end of like that's a spoiler. What you he know? does? Get the fuck Dude, out! Are you serious? <laughs> it's like at, think, that, at, at that point, it's too I late. I don't think everyone here years. knew that. I, I didn't. You had, th- I didn't. You, you, oh, had well you, you had 13 Dude. years to play this game. Or you, you just proved thir- his point. I you never just, had why is this off the podcast? I, I, I had you had 13 had years to play this game. I'm sorry, but the time limit is past. The statue of limitations is over. You oh, should I'm have sorry. played Red I Dead. I didn't know. I didn't know that that was required uh, for me to just even exist with you guys uh, in, in in the moment. So cool, cool. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just delete that off of my Xbox. <laughs> All right, that's good. Uh, you know, there's this feature uh, on every subscription service called Auto Renew. And sometimes you think you have turned off your Auto Renew, and you have not. And sometimes you spend $40 for a year of PSN, and then they go and change their prices and charge you 160 something dollars for I'm a sorry, year what? of PSN. And you notice this nine days after it's occurred. What do you do? Get a refund. Customer yeah, support. Customer support. So I don't want this. So uh, let me tell you about that. I I looked into it. Turns out they actually honor refunds up to fourteen days. Uh-huh. And so I had to I had to sit on with a bot for like an hour, and then they're like, actually, you have to you have to come back tomorrow. It, during business hours, like weekends count, but like between eight and eight and four or whatever. So I was like, fuck. So I go back, I wait on and they honored it. So I have 160 bucks flying back at my, my bank account. And I feel nice. much better well, about that because oh, that's awesome. That's cool. Oh, that they did that. I was like, dude, I'm such a dummy. I'm such a dummy. Um, I should probably check mine because I think I canceled my PSN subscription, <laughs> but that's a big price difference. Maybe I should log in and double yeah, check. the previous year I had bought a Black Friday discounted year card and it was like 40 bucks. I don't know what the actual price was. I think it was like 60 or 70 before, but it's so much more expensive now. It's not even funny. Um, yeah. And also I, we got those yearly wrap ups. You guys check out your wrap ups. I know steam hasn't put it out yet. So Kevin, Kevin and Mike are probably like, no, but (laughs) (laughs) not yet. (laughs) So, uh, I did, I looked at my Xbox and it is not indicative of what I played this year. Because the Xbox is my Game Pass machine in a sense, right? right? So I just try stupid things. Um, so there was like like Lies of P, for example. Yeah. Uh, that was like my my number one played game. And oh, I would wow. not rank that as my number one played game. So. <laughs> I know how much you love that game. It, <laughs> very much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I played it for like 40 hours. Mm. So. I, I accidentally put 70 hours into Starfield this year. I didn't even... I thought I'd put 50, but it said 70. So I was like, wow, I guess I, that was my second yeah, most played, played game according to, um, but I got my one from PlayStation was like, you didn't really turn on your PlayStation this year. <laughs> like you played Octopath Traveler <laughs> and that was about it. 
And I was like, yeah, that, that's, that sounds right. I had uh, 148 hours in Resident Evil 4 Remake on the PlayStation. I, I love that game so much. And then right after that, I had Armored Core 6 at 80 hours. So mm. Hell yeah. Yeah, I was, I was all about those two games this year on my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah, I played 57 hours of RE4 for reference and 41 hours of Armored Core. So got to get, oh, wow. get some more time on those games. Those are rookie numbers. Got you gotta get those hours. numbers up. Yeah, I mean, I've beaten both of them multiple <laughs> times. Uh, also, ninety-one hours of Baldur's Gate three. So, oh shit! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's. I, I all hit the that spent on mark. chapter one, playing it over and over and over again with no people. No. <laughs> Probably. Maybe half of it. Three fourths. Yeah. <clears throat> it's. Uh, My it's, sister has a hundred and ninety hours dude. in Baldur's Gate three. A hundred and ninety. <laughs> I do not doubt that I will hit that number or higher before I'm done with it because, like, I am at a hundred and like five hours now, and I feel like I have so much left, so much playing left to do. Like, I feel like there's just so much more for the game to show me. Um, I'm at one twenty for Cyberpunk. So. Oh yeah! Wow, that's that's oh, intense. Nice. Yeah. I think for Cyberpunk, uh, between last year and this year, I think I'm like at about a hundred hours, maybe a little bit more. So. Hmm. All right. Well, by the way, Mike, welcome to the show. I see you brought your lizard, your lizard shirt. <laughs> My lizard shirt. <laughs> My brain is not working to today. Uh, I dig it. Yeah, I'm. I'm representing today. Lizard games. <laughs> there should be a lizard games. Uh, how you been? That should be like our. I'm. I'm well. I'm doing well. Thank you. How are you guys? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, I fell asleep at 1130 last night, which is like the first time I've done that probably since I was, I don't know, nine years old. Uh, that that was nice. <laughs> you're going to bed at 11 when you were nine. <laughs> Did you have a one glass of milk too? Yeah. Some cookies, you know. Have you ever microwaved milk and the top of it has this like weird skin and it gives you this kind of textural nightmare? From a microwave? Yeah, if you I've microwave that, like, milk, sometimes the fat like coagulates on top and it has this kind of wrinkly skin layer. Yeah. And the texture that's gives me. That's, we should spoon that off and just. just yeah, it's it basically it just cheese. I mean, you, you have just to kind of chew through it. Cheese. It might be like a good ten seconds of chewing to get that. Ten seconds? No, it melts in your mouth, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 it, that, that'll come right down. Uh, so, very yeah. small tangent. Okay. We got some pet fish, which are great, great good pet, pet by the way. And we yeah. also got a snail with it, a mystery snail. Nice. And um, I don't know if you've ever looked at these things up close, but they are like a completely bloodborne, Lovecraftian creatures. I like when you watch, like watching them <laughs> eat. It's like, oh my god, this thing is. They're very weird animals. They're really cool animals. It's a really cool pet actually to watch it. Like, what's it doing right now? And they also like to just randomly drop off the uh, side. They climb up to the very top and drop off. And they do it for fun. They do it all day. That's apparently what snails do. You look it up, and it's like, no, this is just what snails do. This is not like a problem. So they just like dropping. They like jumping. They like jumping off. They come to the very top of the tank, and they just drop. And they do it all day. I know. We named her Mrs. Adler. That's the name of the snail. Mrs. Sadler. Mrs. Adler. Okay. Uh, After uh, Sadie Adler from Red Dead Redemption. Two. (laughs) Yeah. So Hmm. that's the end of my tangent. All right. Uh, snails are interesting pets. 
have your fish fought each other? Like one time, uh, I yeah. had a fish tank, and yeah, there was some. They didn't all live. Let's just so put it that way. We have a bully fish, and uh, my girlfriend named him Bowers after Henry Bowers from uh, it because she just read it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a themed fish tank. I would flush that fish. Tank. Yeah, he's a bit of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just don't get two 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 beta males. That'll that'll uh, that'll end in a disaster. Mm. Yeah, they're a. Uh, <laughs> Cloudfish, I believe, or mountain cloud. Hmm. All right. Well, let me know when you're yeah. having a sushi night. No, no, no. I do when I eat sushi in front of them. I do feel a little, a little bad. I'm like, you know what? Well, but fish eat fish, right? Yeah. So it's not that mm-hmm. weird. I'm like, this yeah. isn't that big of a deal, you know? Mammals eat mammals. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what happened since we last spoke? Uh, there was. Uh, the Jeff Keighley Game Awards occurred. Orin, As Digital Foundry it, calls the Jeffs. The Jeffs. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I Jeffs. think that's, that's about right. That that sort of contextualizes <laughs> them just where they yeah. ought to be. Yeah. Uh, Orin, what did we do? Yeah, we uh, we well, we made the crazy decision to go to the Game Awards, uh, Aaron and I, which was awesome because I literally flew in from Chicago to L.A. and spent five nights in LA and it was like a really high impact vacation. Cause like we went to the game awards, right? That was like the first thing we did. Then we went to an after party with a lot of industry people. And then a couple days later we went to the giant bomb live game awards. And then after that, we went to a kind of funny get together with blessing Eddie Oya jr. And Janet Garcia. So we like did the whole, uh, game awards, uh, gambit you know we just did the whole thing um so and it was really exciting i I just like can't believe i did it i'm kind of like still wrapping my head around it and i almost don't even know where to start i guess we should start with the game awards itself but like what an experience yeah no it was really cool and i I appreciated you coming out that was that was a lot of fun i have to say the the biggest difference watching the game awards in person versus watching them on your TV or computer monitor or phone or whatever is how much like how much louder they are not like loud in a way that's like ow it hurts but like the sound systems clearly like cost more than all the money I've made in my entire life like just it's just so intense so everything has so much more like oh like like overwhelming impact in a way that like when you're watching it's just you know just it's an award show on your your computer or whatever. Uh, so, like, to some extent, it made it hard for me to think critically in the moment about what I was seeing because I was so right. overwhelmed by the sort of like sensory stimulation happening. And it, it, mm-hmm. it was it was definitely like extremely exciting to be there in, in the energy and stuff. I'll bet. But you could feel the, the I could because you feel the crowd energy too. Like, you know, like when you're at a concert or something, you can feel the oh, crowd yeah. hype and it, yeah, it's probably so, really part of that too. Some guy behind us just kept yelling, uh, Sydney, we love you, which was super annoying. Um, but uh, <laughs> we were surrounded, I believe, by uh, insomniac devs. So we were like sitting surrounded by devs, right? Like Neil Druckmann just walked right past us, like two feet away. Then, then like two minutes later, here comes Anuma, right? You know, the guy who made Tears of the Kingdom and, and even, you know, Ocarina of Time, just walking right down the aisle. Uh, and so behind us, like, was was, I believe, a whole bunch of insomniac death so every time spider-man got a mention they were just like like so (laughs) so intense and it was like oh my god uh it was pretty cool uh i have to say when the god of war trailer played 
the whole theater like shit their pants like more so than yeah. any other moment <laughs> at, at the whole show when that god of war yeah. uh was announced people just lost it yeah you just see kratos appear on screen and you just see everyone just like ah shaking just going crazy um i think after it was announced that it was just a roguelike dlc you could kind of feel the energy die down because i think everyone was like oh is this the new the new sequel but um it, w- it was crazy uh, oh. like also when like jordan peele appeared on stage everyone was like was so like bemused and like what <laughs> you felt the collective confusion in the crowd like oh my god jordan peele's working with hideo kojima um it was really cool and uh I think uh, I think like the thing that I took away from it the most was like oh my gosh just being in this room with all these like demigods and <laughs> it just feels like you're just kind of like you could talk to literally anybody in that room and they could be a famous developer or like a famous industry person and just being in that presence was so intoxicating um, but as for the actual awards show uh, after I slept on it like there were like a lot of things about it that felt weird in the moment and then when i slept on it i was like yeah that was weird like why was every speech 40 seconds long <laughs> you know why 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 didn't we celebrate the developers more um which you know has been a controversy but like overall like it was a very positive experience just being there yeah and seeing uh the old gods of asgard perform and seeing sam lake dance sam on lake. stage <laughs> yeah that was, was crazy kind of a once in a lifetime that's one for the history books definitely. yeah yeah that was that was pretty incredible i hadn't even experienced that point in the game yet so i hadn't heard that song before but it was still totally awesome um i think i think i'm with orn uh i i probably listened to that song more than is healthy yes <laughs> Literally every time I've gone to work out at the gym, I've listened to like the whole 14 minute track, like all the way through. Like it gets me so pumped. (laughs) That's actually what they should have done. They should have done the entire 14 minute version. (laughs) Not just the radio edit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That would have been awesome. Uh, I I love that a Finnish game just kind of smuggled a dream theater track into the middle of their game. I know, right? it's, it's, uh, It's pretty great. But, um, yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, some highlights from the show. What What did you guys think sitting at home? What stuck out to you? Well, before we even mm. continue on that, I just want to say there are people in my living situation right now that are losing their mind over football. So if you hear people going like, oh, oh, that's them. So I just want to say. All that. right. T- tell them the Bears <laughs> suck. But uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I, I love it, the Bears. Is, is it the Super Bowl? No, it's no, just no. the it's, Chicago It's Chicago Bears. and it's football. Come on. Okay, it's just Sunday. I'm like, oh, maybe it's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's like a mental illness. People uh, love the Bears, even though they're so bad in Chicago. But uh, honestly, the biggest <laughs> highlight of the Game Awards for me—it's a mental illness. <laughs> way to, it's a mental way, to illness. way to just speak to the audience with love, That's brutal and compassion. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say that. But uh, the Game Awards was. Uh, my favorite announcement was the Hideo Kojima announcement, um, just because I've always wanted Hideo Kojima to do PT, and now he's doing PT, and instead of collaborating with Guillermo del Toro, he's collaborating with Jordan Peele, which I think is a great choice for a collaborator. So I'm really excited to see what that's all about. I think I think they gave Hideo Kojima like a little too much time to talk like I don't know why that had to be like 15 20 minutes of the show 
but I did like that announcement a lot overall. I thought that was the most intriguing thing to come out of the Game Awards. It is apparently the door is like the PT door, someone said. Yeah, and, it is. <laughs> and apparently he's there's like kanji of Silent Hill in the video trailer hidden. Yeah, and Udo's mouth. And Udo's mouth. So that's it's pretty, pretty cool. clear. Yeah. But I just am I, I was like thinking like is this gonna be like a like a I don't know, like what kind of game is this gonna be? Yeah, I what kind like of game I, is this? What, what when you watch what? Death Stranding trailers, like what kind of game is this? I have no idea. This was so, so much less informative. It, it was so it exciting was. to be there and have Jordan Peele come out of the floor like a jack in the box. But um, it, like, yeah, I they didn't even say anything. They were just like, "Man, I love you," and they're like, "Yeah, but I love you." And you're like legendary, man. But you're the goat. Like, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of industry uh, stuff like that. Like, yeah, industry circle jerking. Sorry, where famous people are like, "You're the best." No, you're the best. And then like, a nobody comes up to them and it's like, "Who are you?" I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> but uh, it's cool they have yeah. the uh, girl from it, and I thought that was cool. I was like, "Oh yeah, she was she was good in it." So she was in the um, D and D movie, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons movie, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't recognize the other actors, but I'm sure they're well. Udo Kier or whatever Udo, what's his last name? I don't recognize name? him. Yeah. Oh yeah, Udo Kier's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's, I don't uh, watch movies, right? He's one of the goats, but I, yes. I believe it. Yeah, he was in. He was in Johnny Mnemonic. I haven't seen that. The, uh, yeah, have you not seen Johnny Mnemonic? cyberpunk thriller. I haven't seen like a zillion movies. I've seen like, you know, 30 movies in my life. I'm going to say <laughs> about 13. You know, I, I just don't really care about FOMO <laughs> anymore. Like, I, like everyone's like, see, see, see. It's like I don't really care. I'll yeah. see it maybe someday if I care. So, eh, I'm okay. But that's cool. He's a good actor. I'm glad. I'm excited for that. Like, I'm glad it's, you know, that's cool. No hate. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jordan Peele. Yeah. So, he's... like, I just watched Nope. Uh, probably for the third time. I watch it with my mm. son, and I'm pretty excited about that collaboration. See what they see what they come up with. He's not like he's not like a horror horror kind of director, yeah. but he does a lot of like really kind of you know Twilight Zone weird fiction, uh, social commentary. So I'm kind of excited to see what those two cook up together. Yeah, I think um, I think Jordan Peele is probably. I thought Get Out yeah. had a good horror feel to it. At least the beginning of the movie, like the first. That would be the most. Okay, that's the most horror movie. I yeah. Think. In my opinion, anyway, yeah. I think he's a good choice. Um, I think, uh, I, I almost feel like Guillermo del Toro isn't really like a horror director like anymore. He's more just pure fantasy. Mm. While Jordan Peele, I think, actually has kind of that that horror sensibility enough where I think a collaboration with Hideo Kojima would be great. Also, like, the thing that Jordan Peele has that Del Toro doesn't have is that he's willing to get really weird and he doesn't like Nope was a weird movie, you know, like you can breaking down its themes and its storytelling. Like, I think yeah. I think that sensibility will tie in really well with Hideo Kojima. So I'm excited to see that. I just the worst thing about that trailer is that it kind of feels like. They announced it too early <laughs> just because they didn't really have anything to show. And I feel like it's not going to come out till 2026, but whatever. Yeah. But maybe we'll get cool. these cool OD trailers every year now right. like with Death Stranding. Yeah. They'll be 15 minutes long and take up take up more time. So we, we glossed over this. and We don't want to spend too much time about it unless you guys have anything specific you want to say. But there's been a lot of controversy about the, the sort of 
the uh, tempo of the award ceremony, the shortness of the speeches. Um, yeah. Jason Schreier's broke it down. It was 30 minutes total of award ceremony and three and a half hours of show. And I will say that's the one thing that really did strike me while I was there was that I didn't feel like there was a lot of time spent with the uh, the awards part of it. But um, yeah. And that's literally it's what, called what it's called. called. Yeah. I mean, whether or not that's the what it award. functions as. Now, I guess it's TGAs, yeah. but uh, they're kind of uh, like doing a Kentucky Fried Chicken or something. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's uh... well, I think uh, I think my biggest problem isn't even necessarily the speeches being too short. It's just that like Jeff Keighley being this like smarmy marketing guy who's like trying to rub elbows with all of these like washed out marvel stars <laughs> like it's like don't you want to celebrate the people in your industry like why do you have to like oh yeah i'm friends with matthew mcconaughey like, <laughs> like to me that's mm. like the dumb part about it like i feel like jeff mm. Keeley like has a certain degree of contempt for for people who aren't super famous like he'd rather have like Anthony Mackie be on stage wasting everyone's time than have the Baldur's Gate 3 developers like, you know, talk about how much this game means to them. And like Jeff won't openly admit that, but like it felt that's what I felt watching the show. Yeah. I feel like the Game Awards is a celebration of Jeff and that's how he designs it. It it really feels like everyone should be gracious and thankful that he is presenting them the award. Right. It's just, it, it, it really focuses way too much on him. And I, I just think he's, he, he's a bit uh, egotistical. Um, and I mean, I don't know. It, it's like a nepotism position, right? Like his parents are execs. Mm. Right. Uh, he was, he was, he was gifted into this world and he, he, he sort of like revels in that, in my opinion. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. I I, I I much rather would have heard uh, Neil mm. Newbon talk more or uh, Sven yeah. Vickney, you know. Um, those guys really, really deserved their awards, but like every second that they were given on the stage. And I just, I just wish it would have been celebrated a little bit more. And then there was even like some of the awards that they literally just like, yeah, that's, through, right? that's like, the thing I was the most annoyed by. Best, of everything. That, it was like street fighter six devs didn't get to even accept it. They just were like, all right, yeah. can we keep moving yeah. through so we can get more of the Google best Google mobile play ad. Like, just, I don't know. And that, and that Anthony Mackie moment was probably the most cringe worthy. Oh, yeah, Wait, so Anthony, <sighs> that's the, when he kept saying, shut up, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Like you, it, it was like he was trying to have his own Keanu Reeves oh, moment. Oh, that's right. He I, was trying. He was definitely trying hard to be to shtick. Yeah, he definitely yeah, was. I should yeah. say there were people heckling him that you apparently couldn't hear on the feed that we, me and Orin oh. could hear really well. So he was not like he was like kind of getting heckled while that was happening, and so he was like, "Yeah, you," and he was like saying, "Shut up!" It's because the, there was people screaming across the theater at him. Um, mm. Worth. I believe it. Uh, you know, but. On the, but also, he oh yeah, well, why do we why do we need you know, this guy I, up there for five minutes for a show that like like right. I don't know. It, I, I would love to see a little more awards. It's worth saying the uh, the golden joysticks. You, if you want to watch Swinwicky or Neil Neil Nabon, they both gave extended speeches at these awards that are on YouTube. You could watch those, and there will be other awards 
it is worth thinking about like the place in the industry of like what is this the show really is trying to be like winter e3 i guess with some awards um but you so know like on that we like it for that like like on like that perspective, p- i really like it yeah, yeah. like and, and like i just want to say like like i think the, the the game awards like it's format like i do have complaints too much celebrities too much like movie star celebrities that i just don't yeah. feel like entirely yeah. relevant to the industry to like the field but al pacino i think like <laughs> yeah but i mean also yeah <laughs> but um at the same time, like I think it's a, it's like always been a fun show to watch. I Man, I always oh, look yeah. forward to watching. Mm-hmm. But I think on the inverse, I think the Summer Games Fest versus E3 is not nearly as good. Like E3 yeah. felt much more of a like the industry's getting together, whereas Summer Games Fest feels like Jeff's getting his buddies or people he knows. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it's the same thing. So I don't I don't feel like the industry has really figured out what it wants to do. Right. Because like. When you compare it to something like the Oscars, right? right? Like that's a very formal event. Um, it has a very predictable structure, um, and it and it is more or less a celebration of the films that it is presenting. Uh, where it seems like E3, the Game Awards, uh, Summer Games, they're all still trying to figure out like, do we want to be uh, uh, an event? Do we want to just show trailers? Do we want to celebrate people? And it and it just seems like. They haven't quite settled on it yet, right? Like last year's format was different and they modified things and then they got more feedback uh, complaints, right? But I think the industry itself doesn't know how, how serious to take itself, right? Like did they did they rush through some of those awards because like let's say FromSoft didn't bother to show mm. up, right? I mean, did they really want to hop on a plane to go to LA to possibly be mentioned in something that was like five seconds long? And to get long? accosted again, you know? but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I th- I think like at the end of the day, it was still cool to be there. Um, I think uh, this might be like a good opportunity to maybe like transition to what happened after the awards. Mm. Um, but uh, Aaron and I, we actually. It was so funny. After the awards show, we started bar hopping. We went to a hotel, and there was a massive, massive industry party there. And to some extent, like, almost anyone you could imagine was there, just hanging out, holding a drink. Um, and uh, we hung out there for a bit, and we, we met with some people. Uh, what, what was your experience of that like, Oren? Uh, I thought it was really cool just because... Um, I was able to just meet people and just kind of put like, oh, like this person designed this thing and be like, oh, this is like a human being and not just like some like person who is kind of like this mythic figure in my mind of like, oh, this is the person that designed this thing. Um, Like, uh, for example, uh, Aaron and I, we met with uh, Mohammed Alavi. I believe that's his name. uh, yes, Mohammed Alavi, and we talked to him for a while, and he was like uh, sitting right in front of us at the Game Awards, which was so cool. He was just uh, and and we didn't literally know who he right was. in front of us, literally mm. right in front of us. And uh, Aaron was like, "Oh yeah, like we can we can probably like start a conversation with him, just being like, hey, you were like literally right in front of us at the Game Awards." And we talked to him, and he was uh, a co-designer of the Titanfall two single player campaign, which was so cool. Like I'm like, oh my god, like this is like my favorite one of my favorite single player FPS campaigns of all time. So we talked to him for a while. We picked his brain a lot. Um, 
I talked to him like he asked me like what's like your favorite first person shooter of recent memory and I told him that RoboCop Rogue City really really resonated with me so I talked to him a long time about the gameplay loop of that so um, that's just like one example we also talked to a uh, God of War Ragnarok quest designer we talked to, we saw we talked to Jeff Bacalar of Giant Bomb for a little bit I tried to he convince cool. him to fight he was very cool. We, I tried to convince him to fight for Alan Wake 2, and the way to sell it is it's like if David Lynch directed a video game. <laughs> I'm like, that's how you should sell it at the, at the uh, Bombcast Awards. But um, yeah. yeah, like we saw so many people. It was overwhelming. It, it was it was very cool. Like m- so many people that you might know from like games uh, media, but also game developers just hanging around. Uh, you know, Dr- Jason Schreier was standing next to us for like... Uh, like an hour, we didn't talk. You've to seen him, him before. I've I've met Jason Trier before. Uh, he, he's not like the best person to meet. I, I I appreciate the guy. I love the guy, but he's not. He doesn't really like talking. Um, or at least in my experience, whatever. I don't know. Uh, but he, he he you know he's a nice enough guy. Uh, well, so I don't know. I saw Reggie Fizeme just walk by. I said, "What's up?" Todd Howard came by. We said, "What's up to him?" Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, other people. Well, you talked to the my favorite encounter of the night is. Um, the whole Alan Wake two cast. Oh, came that, at was, the same that was that was awesome. The that band so comes crazy. in first, yeah, and then like literally all of them were together, and they just walked right up. We said hi to everybody. I spoke to Mister Door for a few minutes. That guy was like in like him in in the Alan Wake actor were like in character. I swear to God, uh, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and, uh, we hung out with uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Matthew Peretta at the bar, the guy who's like the voice of Alan Wake. And Doctor Casper Darling, um, so it was cool. there was just it was a cool right. event. I don't want to like go on here and like just drop a bunch of celebrity names, but it was cool. It, we had a really fun time, and it was uh, it was worth it. It was totally worth it. Um, it, it, it was cool just because um, it, it, it's just, yeah, it's just nice to like know that like these people. I, I don't know. For me, it's just like a like an effacing thing where it's like, oh, these are just like like really talented people in the same room talking about like what they love and. It just like was really like humbling, but like really exciting to be there too. So it's very cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I think it's really cool you get to meet a lot of the Alan Wake two people, especially the game. You know, for this year, it was a big one. Yeah, yeah. Was anyone it, it, from Baldur's Gate? Do you see any of them, Larian? I didn't recognize them. Uh, you think uh, like like Sven Winky's like six foot seven or something? So you, you think he's he wearing full plate? He's, he's he's I took the plate off her arm off, oh, but. Okay. Uh, I didn't notice anybody, but there was there was like two or three hundred people in this hotel lobby. Okay. And like like wow. concentrated, thick, like you know, like it was a cocktail party. So I don't know, but uh, I mean, you know, we saw Phil Spencer, Todd Howard, all, all these like there were lots and lots of people there. Uh, I got like I actually went up to Todd Howard and was like, "Hey, man, you know, I, I really appreciate your games going way back." And he was like, "Thank you." He seemed like the nicest guy. Everybody says that Todd Howard is nice. I know people talk so much shit on him, but he was like the warmest, nicest guy. Totally cool. Shook my hand. Was just like, "Hey, thank you so much." That's cool. That's that's the impression I get from yeah, him. He as seems well. like he a, just he yeah. always does seem like a gentlemanly nice yeah, guy. Yeah, he's like a nice guy. He does. Um, Generally speaking, everybody seemed so nice and like excited to talk about what they're doing, which I thought was really cool because i usually have this feeling in my head of like oh it's kind of like if you're not in the club like these people are inaccessible but generally speaking they were excited to talk to you which i thought was really 
like that Muhammad guy that I led with, like, I'm just like talking to this guy who's like designed one of my favorite video games of all time. And he's like happy so cool. to talk about it. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, yeah, to just have that. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a great event. No, it was cool. It, like that, that was the thing that was really interesting. And we also went to another event for kind of funny and we spoke to uh, blessing and Janet Garcia and like, both of them seemed very excited to just talk about games with people and have conversations. We had like a we talked to Janet for like 25, 30 minutes and uh, Michael Higgum from GameSpot. Uh, we talked to some other people. We got some insight into how certain websites game of the year went down this year. We got some like really behind the scenes details. I don't want to say who, cause that might be, but it, it was, it was pretty exciting. It was fun. Hmm. Uh, also quick shout out. We met, we met, uh, met, a couple of other people, like uh, Madeline Stanley, who is like a Twitch affiliate, um, she was at the Kind of Funny Gathering. That was really exciting to talk to her. And Samson, who runs a podcast out of Vancouver called yeah. Grow Level Up. Um, Shout out was to Samson really fun and to Travis. Yeah, Travis, was, I was talking was... to you at that first party, and he's like, he's like, you, did you you like the the Kojima thing? He's like, yeah, all that gameplay, all those details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, I know. I guess I'm just a big Kojima stand. But uh, anyway, I think we briefly cut over. Was there some other games that at the, that ha that were shown at this uh, that you guys were excited about? I know Kevin was was pretty into the uh, the Sega thing, right? Like that Kevin, was what so do you think? exciting. Golden Axe was, got me. Yeah, you know, that was. I know crazy. Golden Axe. Uh, I mean, I'm really excited for more Streets of Rage. I've been really wanted, wanting to know what Lizard Cube. I think Lizard Cube was a really underrated developer. I think they're Lizard extremely Cube? talented. Yeah, they did Streets of Rage four, and they did huh. um, the uh, uh, Dragon's Crown. Wait, not Dragon's Crown. Um, Are they doing all of these, or uh, this is all five? No, different... they're just doing Shinobi. From what okay. I could tell, look like Shinobi. It was like, oh, that's Ooh. definitely you know uh, the game that they're actually. Mike's played. You've played their other games too. They did Wonder Boy. That's what it is. Not Dragon's Crown. Wonder Boy. The Dragon's Trap. Did you play the remake of that? And yeah. wasn't the art yeah. like incredibly well drawn in that game? Like extremely yes. high. But yeah, so Streets of Rage yeah, four like... is the same story. They put a lot of care. That's right. Uh, didn't didn't we yeah. play Streets of Rage yeah. four? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the amount of love and detail in the Wonder Boy remake, it was fantastic. I I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's the same with Streets of Rage four. It's like an ex it's like one of my favorite games ever. It's like it's an extremely high highly competently like well designed game and really really good looking and has a unique style. So seeing Shinobi, Aaron, you might like this because Shinobi's kind of like it's not exactly Ninja Gaiden, but I think it's it, it's some, not. But yeah, I, you know you know you've played it. Yeah, so I played it. I'm sure that they'll make do something really cool with it though. Yeah. But also there's a 3D Streets of Rage coming and a 3D Golden Axe game. No yeah. idea who these developers are. No. And also a Crazy Taxi game. So. Do we need yeah, a crazy just... taxi game? People were I was excited, but like like has Grand Theft Auto not eaten that that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Yeah. It's kinda like paperboy. It's like, <laughs> hey, this is like in GTA, like this whole yeah. game is just a side thing in GTA. I don't know. I think I think I think G Crazy Taxi has a, a, enough of an identity to, to succeed, but I'm I don't know if it's like necessarily what I'm excited about. I'm more Is it going to have the offspring? Because I, I don't think I want that either. Yeah, I'm not sure if that's really my style either. Because that <laughs> was, the, so, it was the offspring, right? Am I remembering this correctly? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for Jet Set Radio. That's yeah, like and the Jet one Set Radio. From, that looks good. Um, I, I, that's probably after OD, the Kojima game. That was my second most exciting thing was Jet Set Radio. So they also that. said that the, uh, that they, they didn't announce it, but they said they're like looking at bringing back Virtua Fighter which I think oh. is also 
pretty cool. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah. yeah, they Took said they weren't a sure. To register oh. that. Yeah, they should bring back virtual tennis. Virtual tennis is so good. I would love a new virtual tennis. Man, what did you guys think of that trailer for the casting of Frank Frank Stone? It was so. Uh, that's the next game by. Um, uh, super massive, right? super massive, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know that 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 game's universe. So like, I think maybe some of the like in-game or in-universe homages that are popping on that trailer, I didn't really follow. But I mean, I liked super massive games a lot. I played, I want to say all of them since Until Dawn, other than the VR ones, all the like mainline titles I played. So I'll play this too. I'm excited to try it. Hmm. Was that the Dead by Daylight crossover? Yeah, it's in the Dead by Daylight. I don't know. I don't even really know what Dead by Daylight is. That's like a survival, like asymmetric core game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I've never played um, it, but I know that. They, much. The developer of that said that their like biggest influence is Resident Evil. They like they like worship it. So they said then they got to put Resident Evil in the game that they were like. Extremely... Dead by Daylight said that. Yeah. The but developer. What Resident Evil. No. Oh, that's 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 cool. Uh huh. Yeah. What did you all think of the Light No Fire? trailer or, or even the sean murray pitch which by the way i met sean murray too he was cool as hell um nice that's really cool you get to meet him i thought that that trailer was uh very daring to to, to hype up another big <laughs> yeah. thing so I, i'm i'm guessing he knows what he's doing yeah he's got like he's got a plan here and i think that the pitch the thing that sold me was he's saying like i want to have a game that has like mountains not no, video game mountains but mountains and i was right. like oh okay You've got Dude, my I've, attention. I've bitched about this on the podcast before. Video game mountains being too short. Too you know, tiny. The mountains <laughs> in uh, Tears of the Kingdom are pretty good. You actually feel like you're doing an ascent when you get to the top of Mount... Uh, I think they're still tiny, though. But it's only 700 meters. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's measured. So, like, imagine a mile-high mountain. Like, oh, my God. That could be rad. Hmm. It's going to probably be the biggest world... In a game, I would think if it's going to be a full world, I think it's a really ambitious, cool idea to to try to do a world. And and if I think if they can get their random gen algorithms in in a way that's better than No Man's Sky, which I'm sure it will be, <laughs> I, think I think there a, there's some handcrafted stuff going on here. Did I what? I don't know. Yeah, why I, think that. I think so. It also looks like a big fantasy open world, literally, uh, or kind of RPG co-op multiplayer like versus I don't know Valheim yeah. with dragons and uh, and really tall mountains. And like lakes and like probably Ooh, caves that are like yeah. I think everything is supposed to be to the scale of the planet of Earth. Okay, I could I could go for that. Which is kind of bananas. That's <laughs> ambitious. So I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm interested in that. But you guys? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Earth's kind of boring. I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys have like walked around it a, lo- a lot, but it, it takes a long time to go anywhere, and it's actually kind of hard. Yeah. Well, it's, you get dragons though, so it's uh, it's much easier with dragons. Yeah, I wonder how that's gonna be like. Like, can you just build a, a town and like you'll only see like one percent of that entire game? Like, <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be the type of planet. It's pretty huge. Think of how long it takes in, in uh, you know, flight sim to get anywhere, and that's like with a jet. Oh God, yeah. I mean, yeah. Think how long it takes to get in real life anywhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, I don't know. That appealed to me. I guess, like, like you said, it's the same pitch. Yeah. Mike, yeah. anything anything that stuck out to you that we haven't talked about? Uh, I kind of felt like some of the announcements were just really geared towards my oh. daughter because there's a Jurassic Park <laughs> <Yeah>. game. 
Uh, she loves dinosaurs, and uh, I think there's there's a new Monster yep. Hunter mm -hmm. announcement. Oh yeah, that was so, big. That was the final announcement. I was, I was, I was happy for her. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I, I, I think just got the Orin. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. have at it. Oh, I was just gonna say that all of the Orin announced all of the Orin games came out this year, and next year there's not many Orin games. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. Um, I will probably check out the Team Ninja Rise of the Ronin game, not because I think it will be a great game, but like it will be it'll be fun. So I guess that but. trailer had direct Neo animations in it. Hmm. Right. Yeah, it's okay. Like, Ugh. They're not crunching. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. So like the problem isn't that they're importing the animations; it's that they're taking it from Neo. Is the problem. Oh. I say keep the animations. I just don't want. I don't want more Neo. I guess is my is as my, my opinion. I'm not. A, I'm not a Neo guy, as, yeah. as it turns out. Much as I wanted to be. But, I mean, they're they're like a dependably seven out of ten developer. Like they don't really make great yeah. games anymore. But I do play them, and I do mostly enjoy them. I might play it. We'll we'll see. I might be a little burnt out on like Ninja Samurai too, because there's been so much of that for like the past four years. I'm kind of mm -hmm. like over that genre a little bit but um we'll see so they showed uh two games that i thought were one game they showed this game where you're like or the character the main character is like this bounty hunter lady who kills like robots you're kind of like mm -hmm. in like a cyberpunk oh, yeah. setting and they followed it up with like another oh, like yeah. sci-fi game where the characters are like flying through the air fighting like i don't know Large. Dude, I had some fatigue with like random looking sci-fi, generic sci-fi. So I was games. trying to like kind <laughs> yeah, of. Same. I was like, wait, is this the same game? And it's not. So the the one the the, the, the game with the robots, I don't know the name of it. The, the game that I'm talking about is the First Descendant, which oh. I believe is somewhat people from Bioware, the developers. But there also was a game look like Mass Effect that they showed. Was that the Matthew McConaughey game? I think it was. Yeah. That kind of had like a Mass Effect look. So was I'm like, he oh, in is that, that trailer? Genre? Did he say anything in that trailer? I don't know if he was in it. No. I didn't see him. He just presented it. I didn't. I didn't see him. Uh, the first one you were talking about is Last Sentinel. Last Sentinel. That's it. That game looked cool. I thought that was a really cool looking game. The last. I mean, it was it was a very sci fi looking trailer. It's hard yeah, to... it's true. The game we don't know per se. Hmm. But like a cyberpunk <laughs> kind of Tokyo thing. Yeah. Oh to be right, like... right. God. Not to be too cynical, but I kind of feel like a lot of games looked the same. It was either like cyberpunky, Mass Effect kind of sci-fi, or like generic fantasy look. And I'm yeah. kind of an anime. I think I think I think too. games. Yeah, there's just like a weird identity crisis. Like maybe not an identity crisis, but there's like a lot of trend chasing. Like I I kind I kind of want to see more original visions put. You know, like, where's Pentiment? Like, I want something like Pent Pentiment, but I, I feel like I didn't see anything like Pentiment at the Game Awards. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, what was the name of the, the video game from the people who did Ori in the Blind Forest? It looks kind of like a Oh, Diablo. yeah, that looked cool. That looked pirate really top-down cool, action yeah. RPG. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if it was pirate. I thought it was more like medieval kind of thing or something, but... Maybe it was pirates. I don't know. It, it had it like was it was very cinematic and had like these like sh sh uh, close up of like a king and first you think he's sitting on a throne and then he's like dead and it's like no rest for the stuff. wicked. Yeah, that one looked pretty cool. Um, that game looked good. I want to play that one. The uh, the one from the Dead Cells devs looked potentially cool. Yeah, I wasn't. I don't know the art style. I didn't love didn't the really style. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. 
very uh, cult of the lamb art style i felt mm. which is um, kind of cool i guess tell me something what did you all think of blade mike did you have thoughts not really i don't know it doesn't it, it doesn't super interest me uh because i watched blade 3 mm. a few months ago and that was probably by far the worst movie i've ever seen <laughs> that recent? like that okay. yeah yeah uh i think i watched it like three months ago so it it, it really killed any interest in that entire uh ip mm. for me <laughs> sorry yeah i'm not terribly interested but i can see why arcane is going in this direction because they're trying to find a way to make an immersive sim that's marketable you know and the best way to do that is to just take a pre-existing property so blade potentially could just be dishonored three but it's just called blade uh so well and they get to reuse vampire assets <laughs> right. so that's the thing i was like what they're making another fucking vampire game <laughs> you know i didn't even think about that <laughs> haven't yeah, you totally guys right. learned your lesson already uh, <laughs> no it's not the same studio <laughs> the vibe looks so different though like i I, it, I know i just i just was like what i'm i'm not i don't i feel neutral about it I, i'm kind of like i haven't seen blade so i don't I, it's a big surprise but I, I don't know i didn't know blade was a marvel franchise that's, <laughs> that's interesting but i yeah i think it could be i think it could work i think they could probably i don't know if i'll play it but it, it should be on game pass presumably uh i mean it probably won't come out for like four or five years or who knows but like i don't have game pass i uh yeah i guess <laughs> that's i'm about to cancel it's but kid. i am disappointed uh, we're, we're not we're not an xbox podcast anymore yeah it's we over. talked to phil he he cut off the checks he's Oren's got some theories about what he's spending it on. I, I'm not going to repeat those here. But uh, he didn't cut off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. But I don't know. Like best case scenario for Arcane doing a Marvel game. Like if you say, "Oh man, next game Arcane's game is going to be a Marvel game," I would have been like, "Oh my!" You think God. of like Iron Man saying a bunch of stuff. I, I would have been like, "It's stuff. over. Yeah. It's it's a hundred percent over. Arcane is dead." Uh, which, you know, 10 years for a studio seems to be about as good as it gets, unless it's Nintendo or something. And that's obviously many, many studios. But um, Or FromSoft. I mean, let's see. Let's see how they do. They're, they're, only, uh, they're only really in 13, what, years into... Uh, by the way, shit dropped this morning that the uh, DLC for Elden Ring is supposed to come out in February. We'll see if that's true. That's the rumor. Neither here nor there. But uh, I saw that yeah. today. Um yeah, so Holy I don't know. Blade shit, looked kind of cool. I like the style. I thought the trailer was cool. Blade is actually a Marvel like superhero who's, who's not caught up in the current MCU that I know of. I guess there was a Blade right. three, so I didn't. I don't. I didn't even know that. But the original Blade was that recent. Are awesome. No. Yeah. Okay. No. no, that was. But uh, yeah, so uh, it could be cool. I don't know. It could suck. I, I my my first thought was like, it's open for Dishonored, but uh, right. I don't know. And third person, I always feel a little bit betrayed when a first person dev starts making third person games. Oh, it's third person? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Maybe I will play it then. It's because they want to be nominated. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. They finally, they finally cracked I the think, code. You know what it probably is? It's like you get this big franchise and you got to have this franchise character. You got to have him. Oh, yeah. You can't have Blade. You can't person. just be his hands. Yeah. You got to see Blade. Right. You have to you see, see him. him. No, that makes sense. Um, so, 
Do you guys think Hellblade will ever actually? <laughs> Dude, I know. I'm like we've been watching trailers for that game for so long. Dude, that it looked good. That game actually it looked really good. Looked really good. Like I think it's gonna be sick. Yeah, I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be like five hours long. I mean, as far as far as I know, it's just that band. That's oh, it. Yeah, that's they it. Performed. <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, they, they did a good job. Yeah, I'm having like an existential crisis over Hellblade 2 because I've been excited for that game for a long time, but like it's going to finally maybe come out this year because they said 2024 and I'm going to play it and it's going to be like an eight hour long game and then I'll be done with it. You know, it's like I'm spending all this time and energy hyping up what is basically just going to be a weekend of my life. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, like like kind of a walking sim puzzler with some combat some some combat like very rinse and repeat combat but you know at least has something yeah I, unless they do an Alan wake 2 and it's like actually a 30 plus hour game like that game is going to be like a one playthrough game like that you know so yeah but we'll see we don't we'll, know enough we'll see uh I, the first one was fantastic hmm. like like kind of a piece of art as far as uh the themes and content and how they executed, you know, uh, being schizophrenic. Hmm. It was really, really good. It's also the best uh, interpretation of Norse mythology uh, this generation, I think, like big time. Except for Alan Wake 2. <laughs> okay. Except for uh, Alan Wake 2, sure. God of War sure. Ragnarok. Come on, guys. I, know, I, 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 like, <laughs> I was going to make that joke, and I was like, I don't know if I should make this joke. I'm leaving the drink. Like, <laughs> I'm like, it's already verboten. Dude, like, if you make jokes about it, I think The best it's thing verboten. about going to that industry party is the first person we met was like, oh, I work at Sony Santa Monica. Yeah, I did. A, I'm like a quest designer for God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, Aaron, I'm leaving you with this guy. Uh, no, he, he was cool. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure was cool. He, he was cool. He was like, it was kind of like fascinating too because he looked like he was like 24 or 25 and he has oh, like wow. this awesome job as being a quest designer. I was like, wow, like, man, kind of inspiring me to maybe move to LA. If, if like, I was if there, can do it, you should, there's like no way. If I met this guy, there's no way I couldn't ask him about slow walking. I would have to be like the most like nice way to ask it. But I'd just be like, tell me about the slow walking. You just tell him about oh, like, he'd say, like, yeah, I don't like it either, but like, look, you know, like the people on top wanted there for this and that, and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I just, I'd love to hear like the in, inside reason for it. Like, that's, I just, that's, like, it's not like I want like them to change it. I mean, I'd love to have them. That's not, that's not, that's not what I would have. I'm just curious. Like, tell me about it. I want to know what's the, the ethos here. Well, but. it is like pretty compartmentalized because based on yeah. my conversation with him, it's like the combat people do the combat stuff. Yep. The writers do the writer stuff and like they're all assigned a side quest that they work on. So it's like, oh, like I was asking him, like, what what, what is like Alana Pierce? Uh, um, what did she work on? It's like, oh, she worked on a different quest for me, you know? So it was like, oh, like, so th- that's how this works. Like everyone is kind of assigned their their keep. So I I'm thought sure that Mike's, was interesting. Uh, knows about this too. You working? You work at a large company that, you know, everyone owns their little slice of the pie yeah it's it's very compartmentalized yep. uh i assume that anytime you're you're sort of forced to do slow walking it's because the game wants you to see something the the way the director yeah. intended yeah. right it's there's a set piece and uh they don't trust you enough as a player to see it for yourself and yep. take it all in. yep that's yep. that's really what i think or, it is they don't trust you to be looking at or the engine is doing something in the background and they just need that yeah. spare time yeah 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's like it's like doorways. Any other games from uh, from this uh, game awards we wanted to talk about? I know. Are you guys happy with Baldur's Gate winning? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, there were three yeah. awards that I was really happy about. Neil Newbun winning because mm-hmm. come on, that that was awesome, dude. I screamed. Um, Cyberpunk yeah. <laughs> coming full circle. Coming back yeah, finally and getting the like that was like come on yeah best live, like, got, live service game <laughs> yeah that's what, that's what it was but, is that what it was? I thought it was the like I mean ongoing the, game like, game like, that's been yeah, yeah but that's also I th- I think this that category I, counts I was it. glad to see it win something because yeah and it's it's been showing up on a lot of top uh, ten games of year game of the year lists so it's it's cool so so when game of the year happened Mike in the Discord was like Resident Evil Four was robbed and I was like oh, yeah. you're so. <laughs> Right, it was robbed. I really do feel that way, but I'm also really happy Baldur's Gate won. Like, you really think great. Resident Evil Four was robbed by Baldur's Gate? No, 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 no. Uh, I I said it was robbed um, in one of the oh, other okay. awards. Uh, I think it was like like best action or something like that. It, it got nothing. It wasn't the one that AC Six got, but some other game got an award that I think it was Resident Zelda for action adventure. You mean or something like something? Yeah. Like Probably, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I mean, me personally, I, I think Resident Evil Four yeah. was better. Yeah, but. Uh, I will say, but, but it uh, was really got nothing. That, it got nothing. I know. We went to the Giant Bomb Live Awards, and Resident Evil Four Remake did crack the top four of, yeah. of their list. It's on so a lot of top five. Lists. What one? Zelda. Yeah. Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. yeah Zelda won IGN too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Baldur's Gate Three isn't my number one game yeah. of the year, but I'm I'm glad that it did get all the awards that it did because it absolutely yeah, deserves it, it i mean it does it is almost an overwhelming game like when you consider how much dialogue and choices and agency you have and how it well it's done so it's well. like it, it's yeah, yeah it, uh I, i'm finally going to be able to get back into it because I, I i finally wrapped up uh alan wake too so i'm really looking forward to, to, to diving back into that world but did you wrap up alan wake too I don't know if I'm gonna do. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I may. Later. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before yeah. we move on, I have I have one last thing I want to talk about. That's, that's kind of tangential. Uh, all the we talked about the year end wrap ups coming out, everything. But Steam, Phil Spencer posted his. There's a couple of I think interesting things about it. One, somebody show this to the uh, the Microsoft. Uh, trustees of the board or whatever this guy spent 917 hours playing video games last year yeah he's a real the ceo <laughs> the real deal <laughs> that might be more than me um but uh to uh, it's, it's his job, no it's his man. job I, I i kid it's uh gene park was like was it gene park somebody was like we phil's the one we ask when we uh, have questions on how to get past certain points in the game <laughs> um, but I, uh, I think that's such a cool thing about him uh, he put 124 hours into Pillars of Eternity, which I should mention is basically the spiritual sequel to Baldur's Gate 2. It is more like Baldur's Gate 2 than Baldur's Gate 3. Do you think that this could portend to something? CRPGs from Microsoft? Yeah, maybe an Obsidian Pillars of Eternity 3 or something else. Could be. You should make a multiplayer if they make a 3. Co-op. Yeah. yeah. I wonder how the real time with pause. Actually, I hope they just don't do real time with pause combat. But I don't know how you would do that with multiplayer. Uh, there, there must be a way. Maybe it would just pause for everybody. Um, you just don't pause. You can't play that game without pausing. Oh, 
I mean, you can, but you're gonna, you're you're gonna fail. You have to pause. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, that's uh, I just thought that was interesting. Nine hundred seventeen hours on Xbox. That's just, whoa. <laughs> and he did not lie. He's put one hundred and forty-eight hours into Starfield. I remember he was talking about how he'd played it like a hundred hours before the game came out, and like, sure enough, it's a lot of loading screens. Receipts. Yeah, I mean that's true. That was probably about a hundred hours of loading screens. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> man, the guy who wrote the GameSpot review, Michael Higgum, I was like, hey, did you write the Starfield review for GameSpot? And I could see him tense up, like thinking I was like some psycho fan that was about to lay it to him. <laughs> oh, man. And I was like, that was some good criticism. I, I, I appreciate what you, you said there. I think you I think you got it. Like, And he was like, oh, man, thank you. And then he was like totally down to talk for like, like a long ass time. <laughs> but like, I could see how tense his face was. And I was like, oh, he thinks I'm about to like just get toxic i just like uh in in starfield you actually start avoiding going into places because you're like i don't want to wait i'm just yeah. you know what, what whatever's in this building fuck it i yeah. don't i don't it's need like the it. same building that you've i don't need it times <laughs> eh, i had some fun with starfield but yeah i the criticisms are valid they are alleging that there will be new ways to travel in that game in the future so who knows maybe they'll maybe they'll uh no man's sky it that'd be funny if they if they no man's Maybe they'll put public transportation Ooh. in, like Cyberpunk. They need to uh, redo that engine, which is what I said, like before this game came out, and I think before the prior game like came six out. Years ago? Uh, yeah, that's what people like, said before Fallout Three came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but like then it wasn't as bad. Now yeah. it's like this. This 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 engine makes this game feel like it's from two thousand seven, when it doesn't need to feel that way. So now it's like, come on, come on, change this engine. <laughs> Because <laughs> the loading screens are an engine limitation, right? No vehicles is an engine limitation. I think it's, it's actually all... not. Uh, an, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I think what I heard. The vehicles is. Oh, the vehicles, I believe, was that the, the loading screens has to do with, like, keeping track of static objects in the world. And they need to be able to do that for every static object in the world. So, like, every. And there's way too many static objects in a Bethesda game, obviously. There are fewer in this game, but still a trillion. But, I mean, I'll bet you that comes out of engine limitations. Static or dynamic? Uh, I guess dynamic, dynamic yeah. Dynamic, yeah. yeah. the word wrong. But, uh, you but know, I mean, think about it. I'm sure you could, you could, the way that you could do it on a real engine would be, like, you'd put a volume around the character, and the characters in that volume, which you could change how big it is, would be dynamic or not. So, like, there's ways that you could solve this problem, I'm sure, if you had a different engine. Not that yeah. I'm the programmer yeah. here, but I'm just saying I'm sure there's a way that they could figure this out. I, I wonder if uh, Bethesda will take some of this criticism to heart when they release their next game in 15 years. So, <laughs> It's just a silly design choice, mm. though, to, to stick by. Like, I, Not everything needs to be dynamic. Like, you don't need 20 sandwiches. Or 700 <laughs> right. It's sandwiches. true. It's a very niche thing. It's cool, but it's very niche, ultimately. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny, but at the end of the day, if it's, if it's holding other things back... Yeah, Which it, maybe it's time to it is. drop it. Yeah, in Zelda, if you leave your uh, your constructed vehicle like out of sight, it like disappears. It disappears, <laughs> which is a little annoying. I'm like, yeah. maybe they could last a little bit longer, but it is a Switch game. Um, <laughs> that's true. All right, it has less loading screens than Starfield. <laughs> that's true. Uh, <laughs> there is really something to seamless gameplay experiences. Um, you know, I gotta say. Kevin and I have been really failing to to beat this Alan Wake, and yeah, Nick beat it. it. Oren's beat it twice, and Mike, you're now a member of the Alan Wake Under the Belt Club. How does it feel? Yes, it feels great. Um, I st- I still cannot get over how great this year has been. Right. Okay. Because uh, 
normally I don't, I don't finish a game and then just sort of sit there in silence um, where, where when it's done, there, there's a void in your life and, and you're not sure how to fill it anymore. Like a good book. Uh, I felt that way. Yeah. I felt that way about uh, Phantom mm -hmm. Liberty. Like yeah. when I finished it and those credits rolled, I just sat there uh, and I was sad. And then I did it again with Alan Wake 2 and I just had to sit in it for a while and try and recover. Mm. But uh, it, it was an amazing game. It, in my opinion, it, it almost got uh, uh, where like it, 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 where a game wears out its welcome, you know, where it's like, okay, you really need to wrap this up. Uh, I maybe started to feel that like the last mission, um, but overall, just fantastic execution. Um, I really like the story. I like all the places that it went. Um, it didn't resolve everything, and I don't think it needed to. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. If we ever do a spoiler cast, I would love to 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 be on um, to really get in depth with I it. I think we but should. You guys got probably. Spoiler maybe cast if we do a spoiler <laughs> cast, you guys will actually be motivated to finish it. <laughs> How about this? How about this question for you two? We we decided that that was the jump crouch horror game of the year early on. Does that does that seem does that still hold in your opinions? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And um so, I do want to say um I played through the new game plus mode last week. Here here here's my story with that is I was I started it on Tuesday. And I was like, I'm going to play this for like 30 minutes, an hour, just to see what it's all about. And I'll like kind of dabble with it, like take my time. And then I started playing with it. And all of a sudden, I noticed that cutscenes weren't unfolding the way I remembered them. And there was like additional dialogue and stuff. And I was like, whoa, there's stuff going on here that I need to explore. And literally like three days later... I like had already finished my second playthrough. I clocked in at like 14 hours, so it was way faster. And I got to say, one, New Game Plus completes the story of Alan Wake 2. But two, a lot. I really conditionally loved Alan Wake 2 before New Game Plus. But now I unconditionally love Alan Wake 2. I think mm. it resolves... 80% of my problems with Alan Wake 2. Like, it fixes a lot of the bugs. Again, I said it completes the story. Also, the combat is way more fun on New Game Plus mode because I think Remedy, as a developer, excels at action gameplay and not so much survival horror gameplay. And with all of your guns unlocked, they're all fully upgraded. You have a lot of ammo. The game really plays like a classic Remedy game now. So I thought it was the combat was way more rewarding this time around. Um, so I'm a lot higher on Alan Wake 2 than I was before. I think it's like a really great hmm. game. And I appreciate it way more. So is interesting. So it, NG Plus is different. Yes. It's... Um, hmm. It's, it's interesting because I'd say, like, the way I would describe it is it questions your memory of the original game mm. because it adds, like, l like lines of dialogue that weren't there before, like, images that weren't there before. I'd say, like, in total, um, the amount of content that they add amounts to about 20 minutes 
but the way they intersperse it throughout the runtime like really messes with your memory and i just thought that was really compelling and i also want to reiterate the game has a new ending that completes the story of alan wake 2 Hmm. um which i Hmm. thought was awesome like i thought it was because i i kind of felt like i liked the ending of alan wake 2 but it kind of left me hanging a little bit too much but i thought the ending for new game plus was like oh that's the ending i was looking for and they gave it to me so i'm really so, high on alan wake 2 now this year yeah. has been no I'm, I'm sure not the first year of games to do this this just seems like the year of ng plus is a different thing can think of like a couple yeah, games. Every, everyone where... played uh, Near Automata. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly. <laughs> Near Automata, Armor, Armored Core Six was that? Armored Core, Armored Six. Core Six. Starfield also does that. Oh, that's right. I don't. I still don't even know what Starfield does. I should probably just go beat that know. game to find out or watch a YouTube video. But, um, hmm. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, after you beat Baldur's rocks. Gate, they unlock a mode that's that's three times as long. There's no NG plus in Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Uh, this oh there well yeah because you can only get. To I think level the systems 12. wouldn't. Yeah, it'd be you would just destroy the game if you came in there at level twelve. Like, it, yeah, it wouldn't be good. I don't think. But if every enemy was level twelve as well. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. that could be. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe the Maybe build might put be it too in. robust. I don't. I don't know. think they ever did that for uh, Div- Divinity Original Sin two. So. I don't know. But uh, anyway, Alan Wake 2, like, uh, yeah, like, I would love to do, like, a spoiler cast with you, Mike, about it. Because, um, I don't know, like, playing through Alan Wake 2 again, I feel like uh, when you when you have problems with a game, like, I had problems with Alan Wake 2 when I finished it. Like, I kind of hyper fixated on a lot of the things that I didn't like about it. Like, I still don't like the mind place that much. I don't really like the overemphasis on jump scares. Like I don't didn't like how slow paced it was, and those kind of criticisms kind of took a life of their own after I beat the game. As I talked to people about it, but like replaying the game, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like there's so many things that this game does like that's so special that I don't think any other game has really done before, and I feel like I kind of forgot that. And I think New Game Plus really reminded me, like what that game is doing like that the fmv stuff is so incredible in that game like i just don't like i can't like undersell it like the way like the fact that sam lake invented a way of putting super impositions in a game to make it really dreamy is like so inspired and i feel like i never think about that it's so cool i liked uh because because that was almost something that was started in control where they had this sort of mixed media like like live action film on a screen in the game and uh i really liked how alan wake kind of mixed and matched like live actors with character models um i will say the game is still a little buggy yeah uh towards the end um i was fighting some creatures some uh people who were taken over and i dodged and i clipped into a train (laughs) And the, the the game really is so static. I clipped in the train, and then I was able to get out of the train, but you can't get back on the platform. Mm. And then I just started walking like in 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 these out of bound areas, and then my character finally fell through the map. Uh, really, really funny. <laughs> <That sucks. laughs> it's just, um, still, still a little quirky. Uh, I would have taken a screenshot, but 
the uh, Epic Game Launcher uh, F12 apparently doesn't take a screenshot. No, you have to use like Windows uh, Game Bar or something. That, that's what I've done anyway. Yeah. Or print screen maybe. Yeah, you print screen. If you've, if you've got a keyboard with that button. Yeah. I don't have a yeah. button. I don't. I have a different. We're gamers. Keyboard. We don't have full size keyboards. We all got the trendy keyboards with <laughs> right. buttons. I know I do too. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a layer, and I don't know what layer because I never use that fucking button. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to change layers anymore. I, I oh. did it <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I definitely like two is really great. Yeah, it, it's great, but yeah, it's the the bugginess really hurt my first playthrough because I played it like right when it came out, and that game had some bugs, like some really bad bugs. Luckily for my new game plus game through playthrough, I didn't really have as many bugs. Um. Yeah, I remember there was like literally a boss fight when I played through the game in October that would dip to like 15 frames per second. It was terrible. I was like, this is unacceptable. Luckily, they fixed it. But yeah, it was pretty bad when it came out. Hmm. (laughs) Perhaps my waiting will have paid off. Yeah, honestly, now's the time to play it because it seems Mm -hmm. like they cleaned up the game a lot. And again, New Game Plus mode rocks. and it looks like the DLCs will be coming out soon, which I'll definitely be checking out. I think hmm. uh, I think Remedy is probably the best at DLCs outside of maybe FromSoft. Like re- Controls, DLCs really elevated that game for me. Hmm. So CD Projekt? Oh, yeah, CD Projekt. Actually, yeah. CD Projekt is probably the best, right? Like. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so weird how their DLCs end up being better than the main. And they're like, yeah, that was true of The Witcher Three. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So hopefully, in in Alan Wake Two DLC, we'll get another music video. Oh hell yeah! uh, Yeah, I just I just look forward to those. (laughs) Um, I I will say, saying this as non-spoilerly as possible. Wow. Well, like Aaron's really sensitive to spoilers. I don't know. So Aaron's really so loose with spoilers. So am I. I, I, so am I. I just want to say. I just want to say. <laughs> I, I just want to say that, at the end like, of the game when Alan dies and Sam Lake's <laughs> looking at him in the eyes, like no spoilers. This is not a spoiler, but well, it's just I just want to. I just want to say. I just want to say to Mike, the uh, the we sing moment is actually not my favorite part of the game. It's the uh, moment that takes place in the movie theater. That's my favorite part of the game. I really love that part. So I just want to say yeah. that. <laughs> I just I just got goosebumps thinking of it again. That that is such a great. I feel like the, again non spoilery. Like I get it. The we sing moment is incredible and one of the greatest uh, video game moments of all time. But I feel like people talk about that moment like it's so much better than the rest of the game, and I actually don't feel that way anymore after playing through it a second time and like Mm. i think like there are a few moments including the movie theater moment that i think are at that level of awesome so Hmm. it's a it's a great game i just think the we sing moment is 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 excellent punctuation right and it's a fantastic hdr demonstration i don't think i've ever seen anything quite like that in a game before i was like whoa what is this what's going on here so I almost uh, started crying at the end of that, like that final cutscene, because I was so taken by the boldness of it. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so incredible!" Uh, but yeah, what what a game! Like, I'm so excited for Control Two. Control Two has like shot to the top of my most anticipated games. Oh like, yeah, they're I'm making really, that. But I want that I'm Max really Payne remake. 
I think Max yeah, Payne Max is Payne actually remake. maybe. Well, what I'm really curious about the Max Payne remake is I wonder if they're gonna get super meta and tie it into the Alex Casey like stuff. Like, oh, I bet they, really... they do something. Like, there's, I don't there's think they could eggs. technically do it, but they could. They could. Mm. They could homage. They couldn't like reference it by name because they're different. You know, probably. Yeah. But yeah. Different IP. Hmm. I think they It'll could definitely. They they could, sneak, I'm sure they'll uh, homage it somehow. I'm sure. Seems. They need to sneak Ati. I know Ati. That who's the who's the best Alan Wake character? Is it Ati, the Koskala brothers? Uh, <laughs> I, I love every Remedy Universe character. I think my favorite, my personal favorite, is Casper Darling. I love Casper Darling, but uh, there's so many great Remedy Universe characters. Like yeah Otzi is hands down my favorite but the brothers are also just comical they're just tim and eric i love it they're so great <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah alan wick 2 great game all right i'll uh try to finish it maybe we can jump that long uh but you gotta finish it twice it's 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 not nice if you don't finish it twice right well i i would yeah. say like look i get it Alan Wake, t- like when I was done with my first play of playthrough of Alan Wake Two, like I really did not want to play it again because it's so like long. You have to redo all so, the um, puzzle parts, the like mind puzzle stuff. Have to redone the cases. Not re- not really. Actually, that was actually one of the great things about New Game Plus is that I kind of realized that the mind play stuff is more optional. It's really only when you have to profile people that you have to use it. Hmm. But generally mm-hmm. speaking, you can kind of skip it. Okay. Um, but like it'll it'll actually it'll actually auto complete itself if you don't if you don't do the case board and then you finish a oh. case you'll open it and then yeah uh, saga will just so, you'll be like right. oh I've already done maybe this. it's oh. only yeah. in the beginning kind of that you have to do it because the beginning there's yeah. a part you, ha- you have to do it in a couple yeah. parts that but it might just really be the beginning maybe they just want you to like engage with it at the beginning so make you have to do it to get yeah. Hmm. It's you're right because uh, you don't you don't get to progress. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. It, it it it's uh, it was a lot more. I still think the mind place mechanic is like the worst part of the game, but it was a lot more tolerable in New Game Plus. And also, like I don't know, like I would say, don't play New Game Plus right away. Maybe because what I did is I finished the game like early November. So I basically had like a month between my playthroughs. And I thought that was really interesting. Cause like, again, like I was playing the game and I was thinking to myself, was this in the original game or did they change this? And I thought that was a really cool experience trying to figure out what was in the main campaign and what was not as I was playing through it. Uh, that was a really interesting way to experience new game plus. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Alan Wake two. Uh, while we were at the Game Awards, a game that had been in beta for a bit launched that night, the finals. It's a first-person shooter, online-only live service game. It's 3v3v3. What do you think, Kevin? We played that a few hours fun. of this. I had fun with it um, in the beginning when everyone was like figuring the game out, and then it seemed like everyone got the, quote, meta build and started doing the same thing. That Then it wasn't quite so fun. But that's just common in pvp games i guess but i think it's i'm like like i i think it enforces team play in a cool way um it didn't seem to have a lot of the things that i doesn't have heroes per se as classes 
doesn't have ultimates. Doesn't have a lot of like trendy stuff that I I find generally not. I'm not a fan of in versus shooters. Uh, but I thought so. I don't know. Like it had good gun feel to a degree. The enemies have a lot of health. Mm. <laughs> it's like a little bit. It's kind of I don't know, it's like Overwatch TF2 Battlefield. Uh, and, and what in else? Siege, because the because in the siege, whole yeah. like basically you're 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 defending the bomb like you would in Siege or Counter Strike. That's a big part of the game. So like the way it works is you have three three teams of three competing to grab a it's like a money package and then you have to take it to like a ATM thing or something and deposit it and it takes time. Obviously you have to grab it, physically move it, so that's dangerous. And once you deposit it, it takes like a minute or 90 seconds before you actually get it. So other teams can come and contest it and steal it. So it, it's kind of like a assault defense style gameplay, similar to like what Siege would be or something like that, or Counter-Strike. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I like I liked it the first time when I played it, and then I played it the second time. I didn't like it as much. So I, now I'm kind of like I don't know what I think about it. Like I thought it was. Well, how do you I think, think it's it is a cool, as a shooter? Like I mean, I think it's like pretty well made. Um, but I, like I don't know. Like every character has one gun, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of gadgets, and the game seems to be built heavily around using the gadgets at the right times, which yeah isn't what I love as a shooter experience. Like using a lot of fire grenades or like blo- wall blocks, and that. I mean I, I I'm not totally anti that stuff but i guess i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I think i'm just like old and like elder style shooters now and this is just the modern shooter that i'm like uh, elder style game. shooters i, I like yeah. my shooters with a walker um uh, yeah all right well i i, I, I initially did not uh, like this uh, game what what's up yeah aaron like was a hater he did not want to play it <laughs> i i just wanted to say that the trailer at the game awards was like like so spazzy and i thought i was trippy tripping the whole time i was like what the fuck is this game i just wanted to throw that out there <laughs> it has a very Sorry. like trippy it, it actually looks a lot like um what the hell's that running first person game called uh but the dice oh, with the faith. dice game what is the game called oh yeah. my god she like runs and jumps on the wall yeah where you run and jump so this is made by x dice uh, oh, mirror's, edge, mirror's, edge. mirror's edge yeah it's it looks dice very dice, yeah. mirror's edge and it even has that kind of like parkourness where like you're running on the tops of really high buildings and there's lots of jumping right. and running and movement um i yeah, don't like my... the um the like constant casino slot machine lotto sound effects yeah. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was definitely <laughs> off put by that element which is part of the vibe. It has this like very game show presentation. There's like announcers and they're like announcing what your team's doing and they'll like, you know, talk about stuff play by play. And I don't know. I think it's a vibe and I think that they've succeeded on that vibe. Um, And I think even the gameplay feels original, but I just don't know if I like actually want to play it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. My first impression, I didn't like it at all because the time to kill is like insane. Like you basically need two people to primary somebody to, to drop them with any sort of speed otherwise it's like two full clips to drop someone. if it's like, like an people. if it's a flawed weapon yeah if it's like yeah. a single shot weapon that you can kill the shotguns people. are pretty good and like there's three different character types you can play it's basically like short medium and tall like uh, you know small medium or heavy and um the heavy has an enormous amount of hp where the, 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 the little guys you can basically two shot most of the time um but I think it did a good job of like enforcing team play. It was it was reasonably fun. I had a lot more fun at once I was playing with a, a group of people. It's it's like the kind of game where solo queuing, like going in by yourself and depending on your teammates, will be really frustrating. But if you have 
two other people who want to play a game like this, I think you could have a good time. And it, it looks good. It runs reasonably well. It's free to play. Right. It's very front loaded with this sort of free to play menu where you got like it's like you have all these little like uh, like level of bars that are going up. So you got this mm-hmm. currency and that mm-hmm. currency, and you can unlock the skins. And you can unlock different weapons, and it's it's kind of that whole aspect is very fatiguing. Um, but yeah. So it's worth mentioning just to you mm. that this game is published by Nexon, but they've done the same thing as they did with uh, Day of the Diver, where they've rebranded the publisher as some micro studio, because I think Nexon <laughs> realized that branding a game by Nexon is not necessarily something that's a good association these days. Why so do people hate kinda... Nexon so much? I, I know vaguely who they are. It's just because the the Korean MMOs, I guess? Um, I think it's, I don't know if it's primarily from MapleStory, but I know like for one thing, apparently the publisher has shown a lot of disdain for their players. From what I've read, but also apparently um, heavily predatory monetization practices in their games. Yeah, and extreme you can feel money. that here. Yeah, like mo- uh, more like apparently like MapleStory is like ridiculous. Uh, is, from what is I understand, that the WoW clone? No, it's like a two D. Uh, I don't even know what it's like. Two D. Hmm. It's like a two D MMO. Yeah. Uh, I played Vindictus well, a lot, and I've been down the free to play road heavily. So I, I know what now is an Exxon game. I know I know what they're what they're like, and they're not their their stuff's very expensive, and and you end up paying a lot more than you would on a regular game, like a multiplayer game, like a sixty dollar game. If you pay money, yeah, which uh, I would say, which even you more end up play. having to if you played a lot. Hmm. Okay. That's I, I can't say for this game, but that's traditionally been my Nexon experience. So far, it didn't right. seem like you would have to pay money. It just seemed like you might want to because they make you like you. You have limited sort of character customization and weapon customization stuff. But like, I don't think you had to pay money to unlock any weapons. You would just have to put some time in. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. That shit can always change, and that's like the biggest problem is you. You, you could say, "Oh, this game's not that predatory right now," and then you know, six weeks later, they add something where it's like it's broken if you don't pay a hundred bucks. Yep. So, yeah. All right. I don't know. I liked it. I, I, I'm, I'm much more positive about it other than some of that stuff uh, than I was when I first tried it. Again, pretty fun if you have some people to play with. But uh, uh, Kevin, walk us through this really quickly. So when we got out of the Game Awards, Orn and I saw heard this incredible noise. And we're like, what is that? Is there like a band playing or something? And so as we the, the crowds were like, you know, dispersing from the Peacock Theater, we among them finally turned a corner and were able to see a giant hologram in the sky of like a devil i guess it's it's, it's loki i don't know why loki looks like a devil but uh it, it like <laughs> going like blah blah and like fire and stuff and it looked very uh very high frame rate oddly like, like the refresh rate i don't know they were using smoke or something i don't really know how these things work but like it was floating up in the sky and it was uh for as guards wrath 2 which has been getting really good Reviews, really highly reviewed, kind of being considered the killer app for VR, specifically Oculus. It's a Facebook product, OG meta, all that. Can't get it anywhere else. Kevin, you spent a few minutes with us. What can you tell us? Yeah, I played some yesterday, actually. Um, so I I uh, have a Oculus Quest 2, and I only buy games on the Oculus Quest 2 that don't utilize smooth locomotion. And what that means is if you're playing, think of, think of like a, if you're playing a 2D, like a 3D game on your, on your controller, you move the, the, the left stick forward or back and your character moves forward and back, right? That's smooth locomotion. So I can't do that in VR. Even though I play a lot of video games, I get really nauseated from this. I can only use what's called teleport locomotion, which is you press the stick forward and it gives you a little spot to aim at and you jump to there. And so there's no point where the characters, this camera's you know, panning forward and backward 
in VR. And if that happens for me, I get really sick. So this game does not offer teleport locomotion. It only has smooth locomotion. So within playing it, in the very beginning of the game, I immediately was feeling nauseated moving around in the bar, which is where you start off in the game. But I just wanted to like mention this game's presentation, like even like the menus, the sound effect, everything was like this is a triple A console game. Like this is like wow. everything you'd expect from like a killer app, like big budget triple A game. Like I was, re- I also was playing on the Quest Pro, which is the like high fancy. I think it's like a fifteen hundred dollar Quest. I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on that, but it's, it's more expensive. I, no, right? I think the Quest Pro is like this is quite expensive. Re- like. Hundreds of dollars, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of dollars. It's a thousand dollars. It is. Yeah. Oh. On the Meta Store. <clears throat> that one's with so, OLED screen, right? I think so. So I was playing on that. Everything about it felt like, like incredibly premium and really fancy. Uh, it was really, really nice. But so like I would totally. I have a Quest too. I would totally buy this game on my Quest if it had teleport locomotion. Apparently they wanted to implement teleport locomotion, but they couldn't figure out how to do it with some of the game's bigger fights. Oh. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, a, I think, a do-or-die situation, and I think for me it's going to have to be a die because I've, I'm excited to miss this game because it actually looks pretty cool, and it has kind of an original-looking art style, mm-hmm. sort of. It just it looked like a pretty sweet game, but uh, without that teleport, I, I don't know what I can do. So I didn't really play the combat. I didn't really get to engage the mechanics of the game. I just really got to take in the presentation, which felt very well done. Hmm. Uh. I heard that there's like some other stuff that it can do. Like if you slow your walking speed down and the, the, you, there's like a vignette and they, they keep the weapon on screen at all time. You don't think that would help? I would be willing to try it. I've tried like, uh, I, like I said, I have these side loaded uh, Quake 2 and Half-Life on my uh, Quest 2 as well. Mm. Full source ports to VR with, with hand aiming and everything. And I, I tried moving slow. I tried doing all these sort of things for more comfort and less nausea. But unfortunately, the nausea seems to come every time. So I think unless yeah. you get what you which gets your VR legs, which I think takes a long time, you're gonna have probably some nausea. Unfortunately, is it worth like you it? have a VR? Oh, do you I use do. And I, yes, because I get I get sick. <laughs> so I I like the, and again, you're someone also who plays a lot of 3D games like me. Like, am I like, are like, are we the minority here, or is like everyone pretending like they don't get sick who plays VR games? Like, what? Well, I, I just seems like teleport <laughs> locomotion is like a hard thing to find information about on games. Like, I'm surprised, like, the lack of, for better word, transparency on this stuff within games. So, they do, some games publish it. Like, RE4 VR has it, and it's, it was like front and center, teleport, v, v, like, teleport locomotion, but not all games seem to pu- say this. So, I'm just kind of like, am I alone on this? <laughs> hmm. No, I, well, and like I, I consider myself, uh, like I have, I have pretty good sea legs. Like if I'm on a boat, I don't, I don't really get seasick. Oh. I know, I know all the tricks, right? Like I know to look at the horizon, stable, stable uh, points, things like that. But um, I, I don't know. I just, I just get sick almost right yeah, away. Yeah, it's like very quick. It's like within like yeah. five, five, three, yeah, two, three it's, minutes. Right? It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very. It's yeah. It's very sudden. Hmm. Yeah. I remember putting on your PSVR for the Doom game and it was instantaneously like, but I am like, I get car sick <laughs> if I look at my phone for three seconds, you know, and the car's parked. Same. Like I, I am pathetic. So I, I just wonder is like VR ever like, that's such a hurdle to get over. And, I, and from what I understand, it's very common. And and you were saying this to me, Kevin, and, and I heard this also elsewhere that like the intensity and duration of the motion sickness is really kind of extreme. Yeah, it lasts like I it lasted for me like a half hour to an hour. 
Like it wasn't like a quick, mm. like, oh, I feel okay in like 10 minutes. It was like, oh, this is, this is sticking around. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's pretty brutal. It's not something like I, you like, if you're going to play a VR game, like you want to even potentially mess with. Hmm. It's my thought. Hmm. All right. So well. I don't know. This game looks great. I'd love to play it. I, I'm all for like, I, I'm all for the VR experience because it is a really cool, unique thing. But I'm just also like, are we gonna get? Is it gonna be? I think you should just earn your legs. I think you should just like get some Dramamine, right? That'll help, right? Well, I probably just puke up the Dramamine. Puke up the Dramamine. Yeah. (laughs) You should let it it absorb. Take it thirty minutes before and just play the game at like five, ten minute stretches every day, and just kind of build. You know, it's like squatting, right? You can't you can't go into the gym and squat. You know, two hundred and seventy five pounds your first your first shot, but you can get there. I don't know. I just. so the other thing, I, the only other thing, I, my only other thought on this is other than other than the, the nausea piece is just that uh, VR comfort is like yeah. limited. I would say overall, like you, you don't really want to play VR for more than like an hour or two. Hmm. So like this is like supposed to be like a hundred hour open world RPG, which is awesome. Like yeah. I love it, but I'm also like, yeah. do I want to play that on a quest or like do I want to shoot Ganados in the face? You know, I, I'm kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, I don't know. Like all maybe right. playing like a level or two of Doom is all I need, and then, yeah, yeah, that or or just get an ultra wide monitor. I feel like that's VR enough for me. Not the same. No. <laughs> no. Okay. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing like VR is is t- such a different immersive experience, and uh, the motion controls are just something completely. There's we like pre- like we is not even in the same universe. Is is like actual hand tracking. Right. So. But if you are someone who has a quest and you are interested in an open world game, I would say definitely check this game out because it, from what I from what I saw, which was very limited, I could see this this is this is the real deal. I think it's there's a reason why it's getting so well reviewed. So, all right, all right, Asgard's Wrath too, Oren. Uh, I know that you are probably the big Ubisoft guy here. When it comes to all of us, you've just got a soft spot in your heart for Ubisoft games, particularly Far Cry. And uh, you just wanted to be a blue a blue guy that cries far far away. Yeah, I um, first of all, yes, I confirm. Uh, I have a soft spot for Far Cry. I will play the most mediocre Far Cry game and like be like, this sucks, and Even then six? still put. Well, that's what I'm getting to. Okay, I okay. Put, like 50, 50 hours into six. Even though I was like, that was not a good game, but I still played it. Um, uh, and then I, I also have a soft spot for Avatar. I I really mm. actually like the Avatar movies. I think James Cameron kind of just brings the goods. If you see it on a big screen on the IMAX, it's like you can kind of diminish like, oh, it's like a dumb Pocahontas metaphor, nature versus humans. The storytelling's trite, but like, you don't really go to see Avatar for that. You go to see it because the special effects are so insane. And I think today, especially when you watch a lot of Disney movies, the special effects are so lazy in them that when you see something like Avatar, the way of water, it's like, whoa, this is incredible. So the Far Cry 6 or my Far Cry affection mixed with my Avatar affection has led me to try the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Pandora game. I think I only have like about five-ish hours into it, so I I haven't played it too much. 
Um, but I'm, I am liking it so far. I think the thing that uh, I'm enjoying the most about the game is that it is so goddamn pretty. Like, I cannot believe how beautiful it looks. Which is interesting because Far Cry 6 did not look great. Far Cry 6 looked very, like, PS4 with, like, boosted frame rate. Just, like, not as good looking. But this actually looks great. Like, Like, the flora and fauna and how it all reacts to your movements and just, like, how pretty it looks with the HDR. I'm, like, really impressed with how beautiful the game looks. And even though it is a Far Cry game... One thing that I do appreciate about the game is that it seems like they dialed back a lot of the elements of Far Cry, the RPG elements of Far Cry 6, which I thought oh, nice. really hampered that game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Far Cry 6, the problem with that game is like it was like too many weapons, too many stats, too many combat encounters. Like there was never like a moment to like just sit and breathe because there was always combat going on. It was very distracting. Uh, in this game, there's only like a handful of weapons that you have. And you can upgrade them, but like I think that's nice that they really kind of whittled down the arsenal, and it's also nice that like I will go through huge stretches of the game where I'll just be like walking, and taking it in, and there aren't combat encounters. I'm just kind of going through Pandora, and just like going to my next destination. And like I think it's nice that they kind of figured out like oh Far Cry Six had so much combat, maybe we should focus more on the exploration, the crafting, the uh, foraging, and maybe dial the combat back a bit. And I think that's the right decision. I, I think it, it makes it more immersive that there is it's not so combat heavy. So overall hmm. positive impressions. I think I think it's good so far. I mean like I don't like think that it's like this amazing game that you should rush out to play, but if you want kind of a relaxing far cry experience in avatar with really great graphics like i think this is scratching that itch um we'll see how it, it unfolds i'm sure it's too long i'm sure it's like gonna be way too padded <clears throat> by the end like every ubisoft game but so far so good have you ever been talking to a navi and hanging out with them and suddenly like mid-conversation they get attacked by a badger or an eagle does that ever happen it has not happened yet okay mm, it's not happened okay. That's one of my Which favorite like good. Far Cry experiences, though. I just think that's like such a funny thing. That's like I've only seen that in Far Cry. People get attacked by badgers like in the middle of a conversation, like <laughs> and killed sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that actually is the best part. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's um, I I think uh, it's also, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, it's also co-op. Does it have yeah, co-op? it has co-op. Oh, oh yeah. cool. Okay. I, yeah. That's I cool. have not played the co-op yet because I don't have anybody in my life who's playing Avatar. But mm. um, every time I bring it up with people, they're like, "Ah, oh, the blue people game." But um, <laughs> I'm not gonna play that, and I totally get it. But um, but yeah, like I do. I, I did have a, one moment where I was trying to do some sort of side quest, but like I aggroed some sort of panther that kept attacking me. And I'm like, I just want to do my side quest. So it still has a little bit of that far cry of like, leave me alone. I want to do something, <laughs> but it it's noticeably less bad than it was in six, five and four. Like I remember in four, like far cry four, which was, you know, 2014, I'd be walking around and an Eagle would just attack me. And I'm like, why is an Eagle attacking me? This is the <laughs> stupidest bullshit in the world. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Dude, that's I mean, that's, so, the Eagles in our Far Cry Four are legendary. <laughs> they, so, they're you know, such trash. Lord it's like Rings it's, 
super hard to hit too it's like they the are. it's like um a different version of the god of war ragnarok problem where it's like oh we need to talk the player to death because we don't want them to be confused but in far cry it's always been oh if they're not in combat they must be bored so we have to throw combat at them it seems like there's like a confidence to this one of like okay you can just kind of walk around pick berries do whatever um that i think is refreshing so mm. So I have a question it's good so far about yeah. this game. So um, specifically the studio Ubisoft Montreal, who does it do, does Far Cry and they also do the mainline Assassin's Creed games. They did not do Odyssey. Um, mm. They have a thing and Aaron can play with this a lot. And he's totally right about the player being too powerful. And in every Far Cry game, this happens too. You become so strong that the game becomes trivial. You can just like blast every, like you get these guns that are just so ridiculously overpowered. The enemies become very easy. Does Ubisoft Massive, the developer of this game, suffer from this problem? Like, or does the game feel like it's actually a good difficulty? Through the well, I still think the game is probably too easy, but mm. I have died a few times. Like, so hmm. I think, I think in like in Far Cry Six, I like never died. I don't think I ever died in Far Cry Six. I think if I played through that game on hard mode and I just cruised it's like through a joke, it, right? so yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's like a good sign that I've already died like a few times in this game. And um, I do like that this game has some enemy variety. It kind of reminds me of Halo a little bit where um, you have your regular human soldiers that you can kill in like one hit. They're basically the grunts. But then you have these like exo suit mech guys who are like the elites that require more, um, you know, bullets to take down. And they have weak points that you can seek out. And I thought that was good that they, there's more than just dudes to shoot. Um, yeah, yeah, it's 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 I li I like it. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll come back in two weeks and I'll discover more problems with it that I'm like yeah because like Ubisoft is the thing about Ubisoft is that the problems with those games don't really start to surface until you're like 30 hours into the game because you're like oh I've been doing the same six activities for 30 hours with no like real uh, no real iteration it's like the same stuff over and over again so i'm sure mm. 30 hours later i'm gonna have different feelings about it i'm gonna be like oh yeah they never actually gave any variety to what you do but the first five hours have been good so far and i think that's a good sign i remember far cry 6 after the first five hours i was like wow this kind of sucks i hate <laughs> i hate how many rpg mechanics are in this game and I kept playing it, I think, more out of boredom. But when I got to the end of the, like my 50-hour playthrough, I was like, I really probably should have dropped this game. But I kept playing it because it was like just good enough that I got addicted to it. But this one, I'm a lot more positive about. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I heard some comparisons to the original <clears throat> Crisis that, I mean... It both looks like that but also uh like in the original crisis you're basically like the predator like you are just kind of a god and you can just do crazy stuff but also it, it can still be hard because you can die reasonably quick but like you're able to set up sort of complex attacks and use different powers in kind of interesting ways is is that is that the gameplay here yeah i think i think th i think the game gives you more options as to how you want to like it like because the thing about Far Cry 6, it's really like, are you going to snipe people? Are you going to shoot people? Are you going to sneak around? Like, this one, like, you have, like, uh, like uh, what I really like is, for example, when you go hunting, 
Uh, you should not use human guns to hunt because that's going to ruin the meat. So you have to use a bow and arrow. And mm. if you are able to kill um, your prey in one shot, it's called a merciful kill. So you get better meat for that. So there's like strategy to how you hunt animals. And when you attack human bases, um, usually your bow and arrows like are more powerful than the guns themselves. And the guns like there isn't really like an option to like add a suppressor to the gun. So if you really want to go like a more stealthy approach, you really have to use the avatar weapons. And I think, I think that the fact that they dialed that back a lot and they made it so simple where you only have like seven to eight weapons that you can find in the game and upgrade, I think really works because far cry six had too many weapons, (laughs) like just too many weapons that did the same thing. And like, Oh, this one's like does a little bit more damage than the other one because it's an epic weapon. Um, this one, I think they streamlined yeah. it a lot more. It's good. Also, the game again. It's I cannot emphasize enough. It is gorgeous. Like there is a leaving the vault moment that is stunning. Like when when you mm. leave the vault, so to speak, you're like, holy shit, this is beautiful. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> like, I cannot emphasize how pretty this game is. Uh, I think the only other game this year that really that really stunned me in the way Avatar did was parts of Alan Wake 2. Like, this game is just beautiful. So, mm. it's worth it for that, honestly. If, if It's it's kind of expensive right now. I, I dropped money on it because I kind of, like, was craving a Far Cry game. But I'm sure this game is going to be, like, 20 bucks in, like, two months. So, oh yeah, pick it up then, yeah. If just for the graphics, only on the Epic Store, I think. Yeah, Ubisoft games are all like that right now. Mm. Uh, so annoying. Yeah, I mean they have their own launcher. Yeah, that's that's worse uh, <laughs> for me. But I guess you have to use the launcher, huh? Uh, it's goofy. Hmm. Yeah, it's seventy bucks yeah. on the Epic Store. I thought everything was fifty bucks on the Epic Store. What's going on? Yeah, that's that stinks. I will say it looks beautiful on the PS5. I'm playing it on PS5, and it's just like, oh, hmm. this is beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking it so far. I, I'm definitely going to be playing that after we're done podcasting today. Um, nice. But I'll keep you guys updated on how I feel about it. All right. Um, Mike, you want to go Sea of Stars or Lords of the Fallen first? What, what do you uh i'll just do a stars first just because it's gonna okay. be short um i have not played a you know sort of like retro rpg mm. uh like this like i i played the fantasy star remaster uh or sorry remake um through like a a, a, a playstation 2 emulator but like before doing that, I had not played a game like that since I originally played Fantasy Star when mm. I was a kid on the Sega Master System. So uh, I never played Final Fantasy. Uh, my friends had it, so I had to like vicariously live through them by watching them play it. Uh, so that's as close as I got to it. Um, I was kind of having like a rough month or two at work. Uh, uh, turns out when a company buys mm. you, um, like lots of things have to happen. Um, so anyway. Uh, I was just kind of stressed, and I wanted something just real light and easy, and it's honestly hitting the spot. Uh, you know, usually, like, after I'm done with work, 
uh, I'll, I'll like make dinner for my son and then I'll go out and work out in the garage and then I make dinner for myself. So I don't really wind down until like 9 mm. p.m. Um, so this is like a great, I'm exhausted, I've done everything for the day and between 9 and 10 p.m. Uh, it's just this nice relaxing moment. It's very G-rated. Yeah. Uh, it's almost comical like how childlike it is and just how upbeat <laughs> and happy. Uh, but it, it looks great. It plays great. And I thought it was actually kind of cool because during combat, there is almost like a parrying mm -hmm. mechanic. So uh, I, didn't, I didn't realize that, but I think just ever since I was a kid, I just button mashed during those type of combat sequences because it always felt like it, it did something. Uh, but this one actually does. Like you can, you can block an attack and it, you, you, you build up your, your combo charge faster and uh, you take less yeah. damage. No, I really like that that feature. So, uh, it's also on Game Pass, and I now get Game Pass for free. Isn't that satisfying oh, in JRPGs? Dang. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I do. But that's how Yakuza Like a Dragon is as well. You can parry uh. their attacks with B. So if you press B right as they hit you, well, you can help part, reduce the damage you take. Yeah, this has like a parry. It also has like an attack doubler so if you hit the button on the hit you get extra damage and it's totally made mm -hmm. there's been a few it's, the game's not that hard but there's been a few fights that were more challenging where like that that made the difference yeah that's yeah yeah i also like having some agency over the mm -hmm. combat like you get to pick what what attack type but there are some of them that are a little bit more interactive like you hold the button for a certain amount of time to charge it up or uh, there's like this, you know, sort of like boomerang thing that goes back yeah. and forth. And if you hit it, you can just do a ton of damage. I find that like really engaging. Yeah. It makes it, it makes it a lot more enjoyable for me. Cool. I'm going to try that game at some point. I'm you should. It, it. It'll definitely be in my top yeah. 10. Um, it's, uh, it was good. Hmm. All right. Well, now we're closing the book on Lords of the Fallen. Yes. Uh, that's also another thing. I finally finished it. Uh, not the 2014 Lords of the Fallen, <laughs> but the 20, yeah. 20, 2023 version of Lords of the Fallen. And I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I started New Game Plus, but then I forced myself to like get back to Alan Wake 2 and finish it. Um, very much Souls-like. Uh, probably, in my opinion, one of the better Souls-like. Um, boss design was more or less really mm. well done. Uh, it has seamless co-op and like you can just co-op mm -hmm. forever, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, there are invasions, and I think those are you know about as cancerous as Souls-like invasions <laughs> get. Um, I would say that there is a particular build, like a faith-based build, that is really overpowered and broken, oh, huh. especially for invasions. So you're just you're just gonna die. It's like mm -hmm. if, if if someone invades you. There's a certain type of spell that they can cast, and it'll just follow you. Hmm. That and sucks. then they can queue up other spells at the same oh, time. That's lame. So you'll just get annihilated. Hmm. Um, and it, it can trivialize some of the bosses. So I think uh, they've actually patched it so bosses are harder hmm. now. I enjoyed pretty much every boss battle. I thought the last one was kind of the hmm. worst. Uh. Um, took me a few tries uh, to get it, and it was more or less really, really obnoxious. Hmm. Um, but overall, it, it was a fun game. Uh, I liked all the weapons. Uh, I liked that I could kind of, kind of have two different style of weapons, and they felt they felt good. Like when you hit something, it it it, uh, it has weight to it. 
And yeah. that type of feedback is one of those things that I think a lot of action RPGs kind of miss. Uh, Code Vein, for example, it just felt like everything was invisible, but you were doing damage, like nothing staggered. It, it, there, was, there was no good feedback. So here, uh, I think, I think it's, it's really well done. It's an Unreal 5 engine game. So it can look fantastic. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, there's just some bizarre performance hits. Hmm. Uh, I like like when you're in sort of the Firelink Shrine area. Yeah, it was, it was it's worse like there. 40 frames per second, and I have no like it's just loading in too yeah. much. Like it's loading in a whole zone that you're not even interacting with. So it's just sort of a weird area. Um, yeah, I I liked the dual world mechanic. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah, that was cool. Some people they they absolutely hated it. Hmm. I. I don't understand why. I thought it was actually like a fun puzzle environment and it sort of forced you to interact with the world in a, in a, in, in a new and different way. And scary as hell, uh, the sound design of it is really mm -hmm. well done. And if you stay there too long, these like red reapers kind of uh, start following you and they're like impossible to kill. I have never killed one. I think we killed one, um, right, Kevin? Um, the blue ones are okay, killable we ones. The blue one. Yeah. Yeah, the red one it just has an insane <laughs> amount of HP. So, so I don't know how you're supposed to. It's kill it's it. a good it, sort of risk but, reward mechanic. I yeah. killed them in the on the first patch of the game. I managed to kill one oh. with my girlfriend, but I think they made them significantly more challenging hmm. recently. So, yeah, yeah, I haven't picked that game up in a bit, and I noticed they've been pumping out patches like crazy so now i'm just like is it even every single day it was literally like on weekends every yeah, single day I, every I, I it is it is bizarre how much they've had to fine-tune that mm. game post post launch yeah they, it wasn't ready they should have kept that in the tank man launch. and it would have been it would have been great early 2024 a more polished souls like that that that's pretty good hmm. let's do yeah. that um it is. that game is for some reason $80 on PS5. I didn't buy it on PS5, but I've seen it in the PS5 store, and it is the only game I can find. It's not the collector's edition or anything like that. It's the base game is $80. I'm like, what? That's kind of strange. That's kind of strange. Yeah, especially for, for a game that's been getting a mixed reception, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Lord of the Fallen, pretty good. I liked it a nice. lot. I, I haven't played it in a bit just because uh, I kept getting crashes on my PC on my AMD yeah. card. It kept crashing. But I, I, I agree that I think Mike said it's, I think I still think it's the best non from souls like that I played, even though I haven't beat it. So maybe maybe the end of the gets I know these are the frontal boss sucks. But like, uh, hmm. Yeah. Apparently they made it all the bosses harder Not, since I last played it. So I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> which which is good because I think most bosses I beat on first the try, first yeah. try. And I oh, really? I kind of feel like you should you should die yeah. at least once. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like uh, th there should be a little bit more of a learning curve. Yeah. What I was agree. your build? And it's not because I'm great. Yeah, because like so. I was not beating bosses in my first try. Maybe I was too low level, or maybe my build was just trash. But <laughs> the first boss um, was really hard too. <laughs> oh yeah, the first boss was hard. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was an odd choice because like you you really had to get the parry mechanic down, mm, which I definitely don't have down. I should jump back into that game. The game is pretty fun. It just it's so much one. other stuff came out. Yeah. And it was like, what happened for me? Too much. Is it too much stuff or are you guys just really addicted to one game? So one specific game. I thought about Vampire this. Vampire Survivors. <laughs> That's true. This is 
vampires. Yeah, I, I, I don't think Kevin will stop oh, playing God. vampires. That's so funny. <laughs> um, so it's like I want to play all these other games, but gosh, like I gotta do my fifth playthrough of Baldur's Gate three. I need dude, to know more about. Carla. I haven't even beat it. I haven't even beat it yet. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I just walked into the city of Baldur's Gate as I crossed the hundred hour mark. Um, which good build up to, to that city. And, and I guess I waited the appropriate amount of time because now my performance is like 100 frames per second, which I guess there was, there was some performance problems before. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, in 2017, I had the same problem. Like all these games were hitting. Like 2017, I still think was like a slightly harder hitter, but like, and I was just like, oh, I'm just gonna play PUBG. I'm just gonna play another round of PUBG, another round of PUBG. And I had all these games like Prey, which I loved sitting on the back burner and then I finally got around to it. But it's like, it's hard it can be hard when you're really enthralled by one good thing to try all these other things. So you get this weird FOMO, which Kevin's saying is cancer, and I, and I agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I guess it's it's wacky. You, you can't have them all. Can't have them all. It's not worth it. You'll get you'll wear yourself out. Yeah. So, yeah. I get it. I'm feeling it too. Yeah. All right. Well, I I think we got through everything that's on this this sheet except for our recommendations for the week. And I'm going to start. You know what my recommendation is? I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Turn off your fucking auto pays, people. Please, please. Don't don't do what I did. Don't get don't let Sony steal that money out of your, your hard-earned money out of your bank account when they raise their prices on their stupid uh, online service. Turn off your auto pay. Go to sleep at P- in peace. Rest easy. Uh yeah. My recommendation well, is the I mean, Half Life I mean, documentary, the Valve Half Life documentary. Oh, nice! That's really the well no done. The clip or whatever. Yeah, I highly recommend watching nice. that. I was really I, there were so many things they talked about that I thought was like that I didn't know about it, even though I know the game pretty well and I definitely read a lot about it. That was that was, it's a good one. They cover a lot of really cool stuff. So that's awesome, Mike. Uh, so my recommendation is a movie called When Evil Lurks. Uh, it's on Shutter. It is, uh, I think it's a uh, filmed in Argentina. It is really fantastic. Uh, it's it's shocking. Like like there there are some moments that like really push some boundaries as far as like you you as the viewer. Um, I don't think I've seen something like as startling since I watched The Medium, uh, which was like a uh, I think it was filmed in Thailand or something. Oh, I've heard of that movie. Yeah. That that movie's really good, but like the last half an hour will will just um like everything you thought was maybe taboo, uh it'll 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 do. <laughs> uh and this When Evil Lurks kind of does the same thing. Um it is it is one of those movies that's also sort of set in an alternate reality in a sense, because like it's basically about um like a a demon birthing itself into the world, but it's like, it happens with such regularity. There's actually like sort of like exorcists, but they don't call them exorcists. Anyway. Um, I like it when a movie has like its own sort of alternate reality, but doesn't explain everything. And there were, there were a few moments where it, it does, you know, have, have its exposition dumps, but I really respected it at the end when it had that chance where it could have just like over explained every little bit. And it mm. didn't, it just, it just sort of made you sit with it. Uh, and experience it and pick up like the really nuanced, you know, sort of, sort of <clears> details <throat> that the, uh, the actors uh, have at the end. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's on shutter. Um, 
I resubscribe to Shutter like once a year whenever the Creep Show episodes drop. Um, but this was definitely worth catching before I pause my subscription mm-hmm. again. Awesome. Nice. Maybe I'll check that out. Um, yeah, I, I, there was um, honestly like what you said about like a world that kind of feels like it's an alternate reality, but doesn't explain itself. That's how I felt about uh, Crimes of the Future, uh, the Cronenberg movie. Yeah. Like, the, And that's part of the reason why I got so intoxicated with it, because I felt like I was watching like a dream-like alternate future um, that would only mm-hmm. exist in my dream. So I, I re- that really appeals to me. Um, so I'll check that out. Um, my recommendation is going to the Academy Museum, Academy Museum to the David Geffen Theater which is like this really nice theater and they always do really cool, like 4k retrospective screenings in Los Angeles. That is. And I saw memories of murder there, um, with, uh, the actor who plays the dad in parasite song Kang Ho, who he was there and he was being interviewed by Steven Yen of the walking dead and a lot of other stuff. And Ernie. it was great seeing. Yeah, it was, it was just great seeing, uh, that Q and a there, uh, with those two legends and also just seeing the 4k restoration of memories of murder was such a treat. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen memories of murder, but there's this like really mm-hmm. famous moment in the movie where the lead actor does like an aerial kick on a guy and it's like totally unscripted. Like he's like trying to interview somebody cause he's a detective investigating a, a murder and he sees like a passerby who looks suspicious and he's like, Hey, what are you doing there? And he like, he goes up to him and he just does an aerial kick on him and seeing the, the crowd crowd reaction to it um, in 4k was just really special. So um, yeah, check out that movie theater. Also check out the movie memories of murder. I think when people talk about Bong Joon Ho, the director, they're always talking about the movie parasite and they should, because that's a great movie, but he's made a lot of other really great movies. And I think memories of murder, especially is like, on the same level of greatness as Parasite. So hmm. check it out. Great movie. And that's my recommendation. All right. But what about Okja? No, that's his worst movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's his worst movie. movie. That's his like one bad movie. Uh, but everything else has been gold. Yeah. I mean, Parasite's the shit. You know, I've been looking at this for two hours now, but Mike, did you have this incredibly slick microphone setup the last time we did this i don't think you did uh the last time okay, yes did. and that but it, it, it was the time before that i was on here that like i yet again had audio mm-hmm. issues and i i felt so bad uh and i was so frustrated that i was like screw this i'm getting like a real audio setup so i've got my i've got my uh scarlet oh, red yeah. here mm-hmm. um oh, shit. I, I have a nice yeah. mic. I've got this nice boom. Um, all my meetings at work are now like super fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get to use uh, my Grotto headset, oh, yeah. uh, which, which I really love, except one of these is falling apart and I've had to replace the, uh, the, the, the ear pads, but it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, headset. Yeah. Wow. No, the setup looks good. You, you, you look, you look, you look like a pro podcaster, man. You look, you look, you look, you yeah. look strong. Yeah. It's good. I'm taking yeah. it serious. I, yeah. I want you guys to know that. Yeah. Like, I'm playing the games. I'm writing notes. Uh, you know, because because I get because I get Microsoft. Now, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Dude, lifetime supply. Like, 
wait, do, do you have Call of Duty? <laughs> no. Uh, I still have to pay oh, for that. Those cheap assholes. Thoughts <laughs> um, uh, on Game Pass. I get, I get like, I get 50% mm. off, but you have to buy the Ultimate Edition. Mm. Uh, so it's still like $40. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I bought it for my son and for my daughter because they, they like playing Call of Duty. With okay. Friends, so. All right. All right. Well, Do you cool. know that Call of Duty outsold Zelda already? And it was you like know, the worst reviewed Call of Duty. That is a little suspect because those were based off. I saw this. Everybody's talking about all these sales, but like it was based off physical units, right? Who bought a physical um, game this year? I bought one. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe if it were, if it was physical units, then yeah. This year, because it's, it was... Baldur's Gate was not on there, and I know Baldur's Gate sold like 20 million copies or something absurd on um, uh, Steam, and uh, I know Zelda sold like 20 million copies, which is crazy. Because it's, I guess the Switch is actually a very popular console, but like, yeah. I call bullshit on those. I, I saw that going around, but I feel like those that those numbers were. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not an analyst, but I'm I'm suspicious. I'm skeptical. I just I just think it's wild that Nintendo makes a masterpiece and then fucking yeah, Call of Duty, the new one is like terrible, and people still buy it in droves. Oh well, oh okay. Gosh. If we're gonna talk about this, there's one other thing that, that maybe you all should look up. I, I I don't have a direct link for you, but there was a lot of salt produced a lot of salt mined by spider-man fans at, after the game awards did you guys see some of these freakouts? there was <laughs> no. like compilation videos people were just like yeah it's gonna be spider-man spider-man what Baldur's gate what the fuck is that even <laughs> like like uh, so what is that i don't i don't, I don't yeah. believe that 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 is uh a a like zeros away from decimal points size of gaming population i don't i don't think those people are i mean i yeah you're, you're probably right that, that this is a very tiny community but just the fact that it, it was like trending on twitter like people were mad about it uh, it, it, it could have been a bot hired. i don't know it's it's just so funny to me that anybody thought that spider-man was gonna win over Baldur's anything or or alan yeah. wake or zelda or resident yeah. evil like it's like yeah it's an eighth place award sure but uh i did I did feel like the game awards was a good barometer, mm. right? Like I did like if Spider-Man two would have, would have won, I, I would have, I would have just written off the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, since I feel like everything that did win kind of lined up with, you know, how I felt about a lot of things, but also what I have, have been observing yeah. online. Um, I felt it was a good, a good indicator. The pulse was captured. Yeah, yeah, I think. I mean, like, I think it's good that Alan Wake Two won Best Game Direction and that Baldur's Gate won Best Game. I think that's solid. You know, like, I would not argue against that. I think if Spider Man Two swept, that would be like, okay, <laughs> come on. No offense to real. the Spider Man devs sitting behind us. Uh, I saw them signing some autographs afterwards. Uh, people like it. People like Spider Man. I mean, the best thing there was like a, a shot of. Uh, spider-man like bouncing around new york city at like 500 miles per hour after i presume getting smacked by some superhero and people were like how could the game and then and then there was another shot of like asterion doing a turn-based attack in in, in Baldur's <laughs> gate oh, and it was amazing. like captured with like 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 an hdr but like converted to sdr so it was all washed out it, it was, was all like, shitty and it was so like funny. i'm like people are comparing this like absurd like 
like non-playable cutscene to like a single moment. This is so stupid, but it, it definitely made me laugh. The, the, <laughs> there are Spider-Man uh, compilations of people, Spider-Man fans, freaking out, which I just, I, I, I laughed pretty hard. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Mike, thanks for stopping by. It was good to see you. Good to chat. Yeah. Thanks for uh, having me. Tell Phil we said hi. I haven't seen him in a week. I'm sure we'll, we'll be. Uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> and uh, yeah, tell him to turn back on the Microsoft Bucks. We could be shills. I mean, we, you know, tell him we could be shills. <laughs> I'll get my best people yeah, on. All right. Starfield's my game of the year. Starfield. I haven't even played it and I just know it. Forza yeah. Motorsport, I'm here for you. By the way, Digital Foundry did an hour long, like, shot for shot comparison between Grand Turismo and, and Forza. And I watched half of that last night and it was astounding how much work was put into that. Uh, the video or the games uh the games but like like he compared like tr- the same tracks the same cars and the same lighting with the same like it was we'll it was better uh i grant is most definitely better looking yeah but they're they're both pretty good looking um yeah. yeah uh all right i think the next podcast will be our game of the year podcast and uh i'm not entirely sure if it's going to be in two or three weeks so I guess you'll see. But uh, in any case, uh, people who, who want to contribute top five lists, feel free to contact me on the Discord. Uh, the Discord is in the show notes. Madden, we love you. And that is all. We'll be back. Have a, have a good holiday, everybody. Or holidays.